Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the uh, Tap Tap Starting over. <laughs> ah, I hit the wrong button. Take two. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 540 of the Drunk Dishers Podcast. I'm here as always. I'm Tyler. And join me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. I was pointing the wrong way. <laughs> I'm a mess. I'm a mess. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm doing pretty good. Really, I am. Work week was fine. Playing a lot of Metroid Prime Remastered. And I'm pretty much liking that shit. Nice. But at that same time, man, I mean, hey, it's going pretty good. Bunch of good games are going to be coming out in the past next couple of weeks. Bunch of fun demos and stuff that are launching and stuff. And other than that, though, it's, it's been going pretty good. How have you been doing, Tyler? Doing all right, you know. You know me, clanging and banging as always. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a nice little week here. Uh, things have been slightly normal at work lately. A little too normal, as yeah. Raph would say from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, but I, I did get a, a fun little beer here. I haven't got this in a long time, Gables. Um, yeah. I know you're a big fan of it because it has your name on it. So what? Yeah. It's Gable. <laughs> uh, so it's the Gable beer. Yeah. <laughs> so for audio listeners, I'm drinking a beer called Gable. Um, fun fact: it's actually brewed here in Iowa. Fun fact: the billboard outside of my uh, work place uh, yeah. advertises that beer. It says Iowa legend named after the Iowa legend Gable. I have no idea who this person <laughs> is. I need to look into this. Uh, but every day um, when I get off work, I get I, I stop at the stop sign. I look up because it's right in, like because I pull up on the bridge and I look up and to see the advertisement for it. I'm like, yeah, Iowa legend Gable. I'm like, what the fuck's going on with that one? So I got a couple times before. I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. The beer is okay, but uh, I'm just doing it for the bit at this point. But I'm gonna take a little quick sip here. Sorry for you guys. Dude, that's pretty funny because it's like today while I was walking through Walmart and stuff, granted, anytime I've gone to a store and there's like it has like items or something with like people's names or something on them and stuff, I was I was always the one that's like, you know what, my name is really that common or something like that. It's like I never find my name or something on any of the items or any of the things itself. Then I walk through Walmart today and I'm looking through the, the bike plates like, oh, there's my full name. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm buying this. This is actually a rarity. Bagno and everything? No. Oh, no, 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 that'd no, be no, no, excellent no. if that was your. No, full... no, no, no. That'd be creepy. Yeah. Like, how the hell did they get my last name? Little did you know, I've been, I've been selling the podcast off your name value. There is oh Gable gosh. Gear, Gables. Oh my god. Gable Gear. There is Gable <laughs> Gear. Oh, oh that's my god. funny. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What, what do we got here? Gonna... Oh, they don't actually have any. Why would you say that then? Damn, I'm sorry. You <laughs> name it Gable Gear. I just go here and sorry there's no products in this collection, but why is there an option to buy it on the website here? I wonder, is there like a bunch of iced coffee? Is there a bunch of things like that? And no, Windows, you will not restart at this time. Uh, so here's the, the thing we got here. Gable. One word can say so much. In our city, few words, if any, resonate with the Force Gables does. <laughs> to uh, incur- commemoration of the olympic triumph from munich 1972 we've crafted a beer much more approachable than adversary adversaries found dan to be on the mat clean crisp and gold we can't think of of a more fitting tribute you know what a fucking men amen to these guys <laughs> mm. 10 out of 10 single speed brewery it's out of uh mm. i believe waterloo it said iowa 
little bit of a trek, but hey, I'll have to go there now. It's just out of uh, and tell them about the legend of Sir Colonel Gables. Maybe, maybe, maybe you guys are related. Ah, maybe. Maybe. Let's see. Let's pause updates here for. Oh, is your computer trying to update on you? It's trying to, but I am trying to be smarter than the computer. Yeah. We're gonna set this for another three weeks. There you go. I always just set it for two a.m. Yeah, I never usually keep my computer on, so oh, it's, okay. it's usually off after I get that. Okay, your device won't be updated until <laughs> three eighteen. Yeah. Here, okay. All right. All right. Well, um, that was a that was a fun little trek there. I, little, I learned some shit about Gables here. Didn't know <laughs> Gables defeated the Nazis in, in Munich, Germany, in nineteen seventy two. Uh, oh no, nineteen seventy two. How the hell did I tra- time travel back to nineteen? I don't know, Gables. I played Wolfenstein. I've seen some crazy shit. Okay, uh, you know they, you know maybe maybe in that universe the Nazis won and you you were born in the in the seven in the sixties, at the fifties, and then you came in as as a uh, amateur wrestler and beat the shit out of the Nazis. You suplex um, Adolf Hitler into the uh, War of Borealis. <laughs> Could you just imagine there's some just random gables or some walking in the backyard one day and all of a sudden coming across a mysterious phone booth and all of a sudden it transports me to fucking Germany in that time. Yeah. <laughs> some reason he's got a DeLorean. I don't know why. Oh. Where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> just the Aurora Borealis. Yeah. <laughs> it's, man, that's a movie right there. We made so many movies. Oh, man. What are we doing with our lives? It's we like, this time of year. It's like at this time of year, in this moment, in this moment, <laughs> it's like, yes. It's like, may I see it? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to replay Wolfenstein, but in my mind, instead of BJ Blazkowicz, it's going to be asking Colonel Gables. This is kind of making me want to watch that Simpsons episode about Seymour Skinner or someone's like freaking steamed hams. <laughs> <laughs> That's the episode i was quoting for those that were wanting to know why i was rambling for a moment but <laughs> what we do here it's what we do we, rambling is all we know we just call this a drunken ramble i would have been a much better <laughs> podcast name. drunken mess i don't know um anyways this is a video game podcast where we hang out every week uh and talk about video games uh and sometimes learn some things about gables and his time traveling abilities uh, but um, you know, if, if you're enjoying this, please uh, like, follow, subscribe. But if you're watching us, we are live on YouTube right now. We record usually every Saturday night around this time, around 10-ish Central Time, 8 o'clock um, Pacific Time. Kind of wavers. We, it depends on how long we bullshit for before we hop on uh, on YouTube live here. Um, but yeah, if you enjoy all that, please like, follow, subscribe. Um, also, if you look down in the show notes in the description down below, you can see links to all of our socials, where podcast services that were available on, all that fun stuff so please uh like i said go to those places follow subscribe wherever you were uh, twitter facebook all that so uh, and share share is probably the most important thing to do for us uh but anyways thank you guys so much for listening let's get on gables with the news it's been a pretty uh pretty heavy news week but i figure before we get into like the stuff that we know about let's let's do a little let's do let's do maybe the most fun part sometimes yeah. the fun part about this is predicting rather than talking about what we know and in this case hmm. We talked about this last week. We like we told we completely like, mid podcast was like, oh shit, there's gonna be a present essentially probably uh, you know on the 27th. Lo and behold, here it is. Like every other year, there's a Pokemon presents right. 6 a.m. Pacific time. Gable's your favorite time. Um, it's gonna be about 20 minutes long. Uh, this is on Monday. It's gonna be doing this the 27th. Um, 
no real details, but it kind of looked like they were teased stuff from the little images that we've seen. Where like you can see some green uh, or uh, blue, red, and yellow, and it's like they teasing some Gen One stuff here. Uh, we, you know, we, we uh, I, I wrote down some like stuff that could be there. Uh, you know, it's about a twenty minute long thing, and these things could be totally random. Like we've seen ones where they like why was this a thing? Like hey, we're selling T-shirts. Here's Pokemon brush your teeth. Uh, you oh my know, god! It's like um, or those those specific type of like dress shirts where they just have individual Pokemon yeah. things in the Pokemon Center. Yeah, the one, it's, the, it's the one dude that came out and talked about the new Godzilla movie coming out in theaters. Yeah, that was and that so was weird. During that middle, that was so weird because because it was all in the middle of advertising the thing for Pokemon Sleep. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, like like it was like maybe the most entertaining <laughs> of all of them, but it was probably as newsworthy. It was probably the worst one. Uh, then there was like, then they did like one, like, I remember they did that one and like two weeks later they did like another one. They announced the Pokemon yeah. Nova game and new Pokemon Snap just out of nowhere. It's like, Hey, yep. it's coming next year. It's like, what? Really? Um, so, uh, yeah, these things could be, but I feel like the last few years, uh, they've been pretty good. So I'd say since like tw- at least 2020, 2020, yeah, I guess. Cause what 2020, I guess we got new Pokemon Snap 2021. They, oh no. 2021 they announced pokemon arceus 2022 they announced scarlet and violet um yeah so i feel like you know the xp and then like you know we've seen ones where they announced like gen 1 coming to 3ds stuff like that so i feel like the last few years they've definitely set they've raised the bar so um some of the stuff i kind of wrote down that like are possible um and you kind of tell me what you think here uh the gen 1 games coming to nintendo online services like that is definitely a strong possibility because it's actually been found inside the source code of like Nintendo Switch Online, and it's entirely possible, apparently, of getting that link function to work on Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah, that's something they, with the Pokemon Stadium stuff. Like, they found like they like an update or something in the back end where like you can actually be able to like transfer your Gen One Pokemon to Pokemon Stadium. So. That'd be awesome. That's a thing. Um, it would be incredible. I mean, that's something I have not been able to do in like over 20 some odd years. That was something I did almost all the time when I had my 64 copy of Pokemon Stadium, had red, blue, and yellow, had a fun time. I would actually use that more or less to try to play the Game Boy games on my 64 because yeah. that was quintessentially what you did. Yeah, that was like, what I do back it. then. Yeah, like, well, and that like, was the way to do it. Putting your, your Gen 1 Pokemon in Stadium was like the only fun thing because let's face it, Pokemon Stadium. Not a very good game. Like the best, Except for the mini games. The mini games, yeah. The the Ratat the Ratatat mini game was amazing. Uh, but like yeah, the Ratatat one, you had like the whole the like Metapod and Kakuna yeah. one, and stuff that was pretty fun. And plus the whole like I don't know, I think I'm talking about Stadium Two when it came. Oh, the Sandshrew mini game, yeah, I like too. Dig. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, yeah, like the mini games were like the best part of that stuff. Who who would have thought Nintendo make good mini games? Um, and it never made sense to me, like when Nintendo went through and advertised, like, okay, they're going to be bringing like Pokemon Stadium and stuff like that to the thing. Well, guess what? It's like the major function of why Pokemon Stadium was a great release, say back then and stuff, is because you had access to the Game Boy Pokemon games. That if you bought them and had the transfer pack, which by the way I still own to this day, I you freaking had the option to transfer Pokemon, not just to the Pokemon Stadium games to register them. Because let me tell you, you try using the rental Pokemon and that those games, they're Sucks. trash. Yeah, it was. They're trash. Yeah, because I remember renting because I never like actually officially owned that game. So like, I'd always rent it, but then you had to pay extra to rent the transfer pack as well. And I remember. Yeah, like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I remember the first time I rented it, they didn't have a transfer pack, so I just played the game. I'm like, this sucks. And then like, I remember I rented it again, and then they had a transfer pack, and I played it, and I was like, 
this is much better. It's still not good, but it's much better, uh, <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, the Gen One stuff is like I I feel like that's got to be pretty likely. Um, even though like we talked about it when they announced the Game Boy stuff coming to NSO, uh, uh, yeah, NOS, whatever the fuck it's called. Um, you know, we we like it was weird that they weren't in there, but like you know, we know Pokemon Company does their own thing sometimes, so maybe right. you're like. Yeah, no, you cool that you're doing this. Well, we're gonna put these out in our own time, and maybe that you know that could be the maybe the March games. Um, I don't think we'll get Gen two. I feel like that's something they're probably gonna separate out. Um, yeah, we're not gonna get Gen two immediate. If we do, then that's probably gonna be probably another. I would guess like another six months down the line, and that's if they want to go forth with yeah, the process see. of having you being able to transfer content from Nintendo Switch Online stuff to their Game Boy app play through the ROMs of like like red, blue, and yellow, somehow allow them to be transferable to Pokemon Home and then go yeah. into the Pokemon Stadium stuff on the freaking N64 app. That's if Nintendo wants to do that. I mean, yeah. granted, if they do pull it off and it's seamless, I mean, that's going to be incredible, especially when it comes to future game releases gone to their Game Boy stuff. And I'm referring to the Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages because that also benefits from having those two games interlinked yeah, together because like it unlocks boss. that dungeon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I was just thinking too, like, uh, you know, the 3DS store shuts down in about a month. Um, yep. So after that, you won't be able to officially play those games anymore. Uh, yeah, not officially. Yeah. Or like at least, you know, access them unless you've already bought them. But after, you know, yeah, at March 27th or something like that, you won't be able to do that. So, Makes sense to have them there. Um, was Pokemon Stadium two after Gen two? Actually, it was during the it was during Gen two because yeah. Here you had... So, but it's Gen two related. Yes, it's Gen two related. So probably, I, yes. I wonder, maybe like because they announced like the next like nine months of sixty four games, or something, mm-hmm. like, something like that. So maybe they like push that out, and when Pokemon Stadium two drops, they do Gen two with it as well. That's possible. I mean, it's possible, but here's the thing. The only way I could see them possibly bring in Pokemon Stadium 2 by is if they do go ahead with a potential tie-in to, like, a Let's Go 2 or something like that in regards to the Gen 2 games. But I would think that would be a hard pill to swallow in regards to that. I think it's more or less more of a possibility that we're just getting the... Gen 1, I mean, it's strong chance Gen 1 on the Game Boy app alongside compatible with Pokemon Stadium on the 64 app and just have that that way. I yeah. think that's very strong. We'll see that. Yeah, like the Let's Go to Let's Go Pichu and Togepi, whatever you want to call it, whatever it would be, um, that to me is the pipe dream. Like, that's the game I probably want. Outside of like Hideo Kojima making Metal Gear Solid 6 or finishing Metal Gear Solid 5, um, that's maybe the game I want more than anything. It's just like a gold and si- silver remake, like on on mm-hmm. like you know with like even I'll even take the Let's Go shit. You know I I paid fifty dollars for that super fucking Pokeball. Let me use it again. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, like I, I feel like if there's anything I'm confident in happening at this thing, like that Gen One coming, uh, and, like today or like you know this week or something like that being the March games with stadium. Like that's to me the most, like most likely something else I was thinking about too, is like, um, detective, P- the detective Pikachu, they announced 
they're porting to the Switch. At that that one we were, we were joking about where they announced the T-shirt and Godzilla and all that shit. Um, yep. That was at that. I think it was 2019. Uh, yes, it was. Yeah, like they and we didn't hear anything about yeah, it. Yeah, they announced they're porting the 3DS version over and they're making a sequel. Uh, and we just haven't heard anything. And it's been 40 years now. And don't get me wrong, that Detective Pikachu game, I bought the game. That game was trash. That was not a good game. Um, <laughs> but I'm curious how it would work on it, on it, like what they do. Like almost, I feel at this point, like what this, like what is if there's they they claim like they've talked about in the last year, or so they're still making it. Like it's still happening. Um, so maybe, you know, if it's actually still happening, like maybe we finally get a reveal about it now, and then maybe, maybe it's like, hey, Detective Pikachu, it's coming in, um, March or something. But I guess what there's that Pokemon Mystery Dungeons too that leaked. Um, so that's coming. Now you see, when it comes to that, I would say that that's more likely to be announced in this type of Pokemon Direct thing than it is, like, say, for, oh gosh, the other alternative and stuff, because it's like for. For like a spinoff thing and stuff like that, it's like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. That I would feel that the fan base probably got that a little bit more. Not just got that, but I'm just embraced that a little bit more than say like a detect- Detective Pikachu. I mean, granted, we could eventually see the announcement of say Detective Pikachu for Switch or a sequel coming out the Switch or whatever. But if the rumors are are correct in regards to the whole like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, another spinoff in that regards. I mean, we're gonna see it probably in that Pokemon Direct. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. Um. I don't know, I'm just. Yeah, I was just trying to think of like because I don't think we're gonna get like a new major game from them. No. So I feel like, and I feel like at this point, if you're gonna talk about Detective Pikachu, it's like our Mystery Dungeon. Like the last time, a couple years ago, they when they had the last Mystery Dungeon came out, they announced it. And then, like, it was out, like, six weeks later or something like that. So I can see that being the case for this. And, like I said, Detective Pikachu, it's one of those things that's been, like, it's kind of, like, like I don't want to, I'm not trying to compare these games on the same scale of, like, Metro Prime 4, but it's, like, a game that's been announced for so long, it's, like, and you haven't talked about it, really, or you haven't shown anything from it. It's, like, once you, like, re kind of re- reveal it, it's, like, I feel like at that point, like, it just needs to be out, like, in the next few months. Right. So maybe it's, like, maybe it's a summer game or something like that. Like, you put one, you put, like, the Pokemon Mystery Dungeons out in like April, and then you put, you know, uh, Tech Peach out in like June or something like that, because right. the the Nintendo uh, release slate's pretty light. Like, well, I guess April we have Advance Wars, May we have Zelda, July we have um, Pikmin Four. That's it. So maybe we can a couple of these games kind of fill in some spots. Um, Pokemon Sleep, that game was that. that I mean, app, whatever you want to call it, has never officially come out. So that was also 2019. Yeah, dude. I need to go back and rewatch that because I feel like, did anything of that actually come out from that fucking event? Well, definitely not the Pokemon the, Sleep the toothbrush, aspect of it. The, the brushing your teeth thing, I think, actually came out, but that's it. I think that's it. <laughs> I'll tell you what's more of a chance to come out and possibly be announced is the whole thing of expansion thing for Scarlet and Violet. I mean, that announcement will make sense here on Pokemon Day. Yeah. Granted, they could also delay that type of announcement possibly until another major direct that they do have in the future. That's always a possibility as well. But if they actually go forth and do like an expansion like for both of those games, I would expect it more akin to like uh, anything in regards to say like Thailand to the Kalos region of that stuff because that's been heavily type of thing as well. Hmm. 
Yeah, um, I mean, there's been some rumors about that too with the with the Scarlet Violet DLC. Like, there's supposed to talk that it's gonna be more than like the last one was like two parts. And I know, I think you even said you were right. Kind of, you didn't even did you ever you never even went back and played the second part. Like, I heard they were kind of underwhelming the the Sword and Shield. Oh, the second part, uh, like Sword and Shield, the DLC. Yeah, you know what? I never did go back to. Here's the thing. I never went back to go play Pokemon Shield. I never went back to go and play like uh, Let's Go Eevee or even like freaking like Shining Pearl or anything like that. Yeah, but you beat the other and... versions of those ones, though, didn't well, you? Yes, I did. Yeah. I did. But I, I just did mean, go like, through the niche. You were kind of like you know the 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 DLC we've got in the past from them was kind of lackluster. Oh yeah, for Sword and Shield. Right, the first one was lackluster because that really didn't have too much of an incentive and stuff. And it took me until like around last year to go through and play through the second DLC for Sword and Shield, the final one that was the Crown Tundra. I went through that initial one. I didn't honestly. Here's the thing: the main portion of that, the after game of that second expansion where you have to catch legendary birds and stuff, I really caught like maybe one or two out of the three. But I kept receiving these legendaries like over the freaking Wonder Trade <laughs> thing because of people manipulating the game to where they can go forth and just trade off all these random stuff. And so what I do, I get them. I fill them my Pokemon decks. I release the damn shit. Cause I didn't want to get my game banned. <laughs> oh yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, well, that's the thing though. The crown Tundra stuff wasn't bad, but what initially led me to wait a while in regards to playing through the initial last bit of DLC for sword and shield was because the first one was kind of underwhelming in that regards. Cause you had, the initial island that you went through, you had to fight this, like, you had to train under this one, like, Kung Fu, like, master or something like that. You had that Pokemon Cub Fu that you had to evolve into Urshifu and stuff like that. One thing I didn't like about it is it didn't matter whether it was, like, the beginning of the game you started or at the post-game or something like that. It was not scaled to difficulty, meaning you could essentially go from start all the way to that island have these different Pokemon and stuff, right? Train all this different stuff, and you would be so overleveled that it would make every other portion of the game a cakewalk. It was that type of abusability for that. But uh, it just wasn't a lot of... It was not a lot of content that I usually would have wanted to look for for that initial expansion. Crown Tundra was a bit different, though. That one I liked. I liked that. The legendary stuff, the whole tying the stuff, but... As far as Scarlet and Violet goes, I mean, hell, I'm excited to see the directions that they go with that initial expansion. Like I was stating, there's this one section of the Scarlet and Violet map that's purposely blacked out, not in the center, but like towards like the upper right hand corner. And that is where that is where Kalos is supposed to be represented in regards to that map. So you had the sixth generation and stuff. From initial rumors and initial things that I have heard and I've read and stuff, it's quintessentially people are believing. There are some there are some leakers that are believing that uh, the legendary that is involved in there has a in regards to a turtle. Not confirming anything and stuff like that, but it's supposed to be something like kind of like turtle esque or something like that. It could also be any types of like regional variants or any type of like specific variants and stuff. But like I was saying, these rumors are all over the place as they usually are for Pokemon games. Yeah. But the consensus is these are going to be expanded more so in regards to possibly tying into Kalos in some okay. way. Well, yeah. And I'm just wondering, like, um, you know, like I said, there's been rumors of like, we've and especially we've seen Nintendo. I know like, you know, Game Freak is not Nintendo, but they're 
partially mostly owned by Nintendo. Um, where like we've seen like Nintendo games, like they used to have like every all their DLC was two parts. Yeah. And, like the first part was always some bullshit. Like you really yep. didn't want it. Part two was the the big expansion they want. Now we've seen them with like Fire Emblem, Xenoblade, shit like that. Like now there are four parts. And then the first yep. two parts are still just more bullshit. They really don't care about. But the fourth part's the part you want, but you got to pay for the other shit to get to the part you want. Um, yep. So I, I'm wondering, like, you know, like I said, there's been like a lot of talk out there that this, this can be up to four parts. Uh, so I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm curious, like, what is this bullshit going to be? Like, what are we expecting here? Um, oh, I hope it's not like a downloadable screen or something like a hub area like Splatoon 3. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. God, be so fucking pissed. Where, like, the second part of that thing is going to be the actual meat and potatoes, and yeah. all of a sudden you just have this big old skin of the Splatoon 1 hub world. Yeah, I mean, unless, like, on. unless it's, like, it, like, the hub world is, like, it's, like, Gen 1 Pokemon Center. But I guess, well, Gen, Nurse, Nurse Joy would be there, so that's an upgrade. Um That'd be funny. Yeah. Could you just imagine that in like I, Scarlet and Violet? Like you just have a I would classic Pokemon Center. Blow, blow what? Lose my fucking mind if that was the case. Oh my god. Because then it would like not only that, but after like, they just separate it, you know? Oh my god, yeah. They would separate it like Pokemon Center, then Pokemon Bar. You go oh. in there. It's just the classic pixel shit. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. No. I, that would I, be funny as well. I hell. didn't think about that until you said that, Gables. But honestly. That makes a lot of sense for something. That would be something they would do. <laughs> Nintendo was like, hey, I know you make this. I'm like, this probably, that looks kind of cool. What if we just, like, charge them for a hub world? You know, you're like, okay, yeah, I guess. I, I mean, that's kind of stupid. But, yeah, we could do that. It's like, yeah, cool. Let's dude. charge them for a full conversion into 2D. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Or, like, like part one is like, hey, you guys want the Gen 4 starters? No. No, we don't. And they're like, well, cool. We got to pay for it. Fuck. Yeah, I can, I can see something like this happening. Um, or hey, like if you guys want your the the new starters that we put in this generation, do you want them not to suck ass? Yeah, we we that'd be great. Cool. Well, you got to pay us an additional forty dollars. Uh, you know what? I'd actually pay that. Don't stop making my alligator look like a fucking clown. Um, <laughs> so stupid. It's not a clown. It looks like a fucking clown, Gables. It's a flaming gator. Gables, it's a goddamn clown. It's a fucking clown. It's it's fucking it the clown's mascot. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> I hate it. Every goddamn fire movie. And this is a cool one of the bunch. What the fuck, man? Dude, an undead gator is actually pretty cool. Not the way to design this motherfucker. <laughs> stupid fucking asshole. Piece of shit. Oh my gosh, dude. Oh, the one I could see possibly getting like critiques or some like Miascarada. That one is a Zoro mask type of character and stuff, right? Where it has like a freaking Zoro mask. It has this other type of like attacks and stuff. It's broken as shit, obviously, because it's a move that never misses. But oh my god, I would I'd pay ten dollars just give me Greninja and we'll call it we'll call it a day and get rid of yeah, it. I... Oh, I can see that happening. Just give me I don't get rid of these dumbass fucking starters. Dude, I could even see the possibility of like them just saying, "Hey, you want another like set of starters or something like there? Here's the Gen Six starters right here. Here you could have your freaking who are the Gen Six Totodile, You can starters. no, not Totodile. <laughs> Totodile. You can have your Froakie. Oh, man. You can have your chest. You know what? Or Fuck yeah! Give me the dude with the stupid fucking green hat. What's his name? You know what? I look it's... at the evolutions. They suck too, uh, except for Greninja. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, you know Greninja's there. I'll take that one. God, man, he's man. They suck at starters. Ah, uh, not entirely. I mean, I like Incineroar. 
I mean, I like yeah. So, I mean, not all of them are bad, but Jesus Christ. And Sidjuai, was pretty fucking awesome. God damn. Uh, we, gotta, we gotta move on. Uh, there. We won't wait longer than I thought here. Let's move on. Give us to some. Uh, we got we had a a, a PlayStation State of Play on uh, yes on Thursday. Uh, we talked about this a few weeks ago. Jeff Grubb talked about it. He said this is gonna be a low key one, so don't get too excited. Uh, and <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I mean, he he even tweeted out. He's like, I tried to tell you, uh, but um, he, he mentioned that there's gonna be a, a showcase should be happening before E3, so um, anywhere between now and the first week of June, I would assume. Oh, excuse me, but um, it's, it's like about 40 minutes long, give or take. Um, run through some of the stuff here. Naruto. Naruto Baruto. I'm sorry. I didn't know this was a thing. I did a live react. If you want to go look at our, our YouTube channel. It's basically, the, it's basically like uh, the father and son and stuff. And it's kind of like takes the best part of like the Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm games, the battles in and of itself. Because essentially it is. It's a separate game that has the best of things. It's its own separate entity of a game and stuff. Yeah, the name's confusing, I do admit. No, it's not confusing. It's, it's, cool, it's, it's objectively hilarious. Uh yeah. Naruto, I died when when I saw that name. I didn't know this was a thing. Um, wow. <laughs> Naruto Baruto. Hey, you know what? People are excited about it. I'm not gonna try to shout it, but I mean, what a name, Baruto. Uh, I can't wait till Gables has a kid, Dables. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's just be something that you just poked fun at your son or something. Like, hey, at least you didn't name your son Gabe. Like, name your son Dables. I'll name him Dables. Don't worry. I'll change his name. I'm gonna, that kid's gonna be like so confused. He's like, my name Dables. What was my name? And he won't know. He won't know. Uh, one game though, I did predict that would be there, and it was in fact there. Good ball. Good. Yeah. Goodbye, Volcano High, coming yeah. uh, June fifteenth. Um, I talked about it a couple weeks ago, like the game that was originally shown off at like the original PlayStation Five showcases in like twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so come out twenty twenty one. There's a bunch of issues with the lead writer. They fired him. Had to like re- do a bunch of rewrites. Uh, it's out. Um, finally, I, like see some like actual like storyline stuff, and it's like I am a sucker for um, like Life is Strange style games, and like I love like good music, like good music in these style of games. Um, it definitely looks like more of like a narrative driven as far as like a lot of reading. Uh, and those games are typically aren't my thing. Like not the fact I'm like opposed to reading, uh, but I like a little bit of go with my game, like some motion, some video, some, like some cutscenes. Um, not just like staring at, you know, a person, like a still, still shot of somebody. And then you're reading the text. Like that's not for me typically. Uh, but you know, I'm not trying to yuck anybody's muck here. Uh, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm probably gonna check it out. Uh, you know, it's got some good music in there. Got some good sounds like the, the vibes are cool. I love the art style. Um, Dinosaurs with hair kind of creeped me out. Not gonna lie. Even though I guess uh, scientifically that is a fact now. Uh, but June fifteenth, cool. Um, you know, uh, it kind of sucks. June's kind of busy, but uh, I don't know. Maybe after Final, uh, Final Fantasy sixteen, maybe I'll give it a shot. But uh, you know, I want to see what that. What's that price point? Give me a price point. It's not up on the PlayStation Store yet. And I want to know. I want to know. Um, next up here, we have a Chia, um, that is coming out March 21st, uh, for, uh, for PlayStation. I don't know if it's coming out of consoles, but they did announce, uh, it is going to be part of the extra and premium tier. So, uh, if you are somebody that has, you know, if you already have PlayStation plus extra or premium tier, Chia is going to be part of that March 21st. So. Um, Yay. yeah, the cool, like, oh, yeah, Gable's like, I have premium. Did you upgrade the premium? 
was on sale recently? I have extra. You have extra. I don't have okay. premium. Yeah, I upgraded to premium because it was like thirty percent off, so it was like twelve bucks for me to upgrade. So I, yeah, they basically do it for how many days you have on your plan. Yeah, but then like over like Christmas, they had like thirty percent off of that. Yeah. So like it was like dirt cheap. So I'm like, well, fuck that. Might as well do it. Uh, so yeah, I have so yeah, it's cool though. So it's coming out kind of like stray last year. So yeah, it'd be kind of cool if like maybe a few times a year we get like you know give us an extra incentive, like give us a cool like little indie game on top of that. So the game looks. So it's gonna be like. Yeah, the game looks pretty nice and stuff like that. I mean, it's definitely it's kind of interesting that that's getting the stray treatment yeah. from uh, the PlayStation Plus yeah. stuff. Hey, I mean, stray game of the yeah. year uh, nominee. It was yeah. absolutely it was. Yeah, um, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm gonna check it out at least. You know, it's coming. I mean, it was a game I wasn't like super interested in, but like the gameplay does like not because I think it looks bad. It's just not a thing I'm typically interested in, but on a service that i already pay for and like i've already paid True. for so might as well check it out um but yeah I, I like the vibes I like the sound i like the the look of it so another game that uh, i i talked about not too long ago uh this game was announced in 2019 uh and finally we got we got a, a demo out now it's coming in may called humanity uh you like are a dog oh yeah that's right you herd people uh but you also like create um like your own like little like levels. Uh, it's made with people that made Tetris Effect. It's coming. It's also on VR. It's all. I guess it's on PSVR one and two. Um, it's coming to PS4 as well. Um, I don't know. I'm not a creation tool guy, so this is not doing anything for me. But this is for if it somebody. Was just like a puzzle game. You know, it was just like a regular puzzle game without any type of creation elements and stuff. I'd probably be a bit more interested, but. But considering how like kind of weird and sort of like outlandish it is for some of the puzzles to go forth, I mean, I like my obscure games, I like my abstract games, but that I'm not sure if I'll be able to go forth and like play through the entirety of that type of a game, though. Yeah, that's the disappointing part about it. I mean, I like the concept of humanity, you yeah. know, the whole aspect of hurting people is like that little Shinu Ibu doll yeah. dog and stuff like that, and just hurting dogs. people. Yeah, and what's kind of hilarious though, it's like that one scene and stuff where all the Friggin' like uh, the people or someone just dueling with these lightsabers or some crap or something like that in the center thing. That was the more entertaining part of that entire trailer to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I right, like I said, this is one of these things where like a lot of these things we talk about in this one. It's like sometimes these kind of events. It's like especially like it's like they said the um, Jeff Grubb direct words were a low key state of play. It's like mm. if these games, you know, these again things are like directly for these like niche audiences. So if like. If it hit for mm-hmm. you, it hit for you. If it didn't, like, if none of these hit for you, you you weren't having a great time. So, uh, uh, next up here, we had uh, five uh, uh, PSVR 2 games. One was uh, mm-hmm. Fogland. It's a shooter game. Uh, then we had, um, what was it, Green Hell. It's a survival VR game. Um, next up, we had a, a game called uh, Synops. It's a first-person shooter game. Then, what else the fuck did we have? We had uh, found, uh, I, Foundation. I think it was the other game, a sci-fi shooter game. And then last but not least, we had Before Your Eyes. It's actually a game that's been on Steam for a couple years now. I've heard a lot of great mm-hmm. things about it. Like, you can use, like, a webcam. And every time you blink, it, like, it jumps in forward. It, like, you're in hell or something. And it's literally, like, every time you blink, it's, like, your life flashing before your eyes. And I've heard it's uh, a really excellent game, but it is an emotional roller coaster. Um, I've been told, expect to cry. So it's a game I want to check out for a while. But it's, it's been only on Steam. But it's going to PSVR... Um, to now uh you know i don't know i feel like i mean this thing we're talking about like you know what's for psvr i feel like it's been like kind of going 
concerned about this thing is like just like it's just ps4 2 is just it's out that's kind of it it's like the well that's the thing though tyler i mean the biggest danger from like playstation vr 2 is it feeling more of the same from the original playstation vr that's the general consensus that i've like got the impression of from like some people in regards to seeing their opinions online or like watching videos of people actually go forth and try it and stuff. I mean, the tech is cool. Yeah. A lot of the games look like they are cool concepts. Like, like the whole horizon call of the wild stuff looks fun. That uh, game you're just mentioning in regards has been on steam for the past few years and eyes. stuff beyond your eyes. And so that sounds cool and stuff, but I'll tell you this from some like the outsider looking in, in regards to myself, I mean, granted, I'm not playing, I don't really play any type of VR games because I'm afraid of motion sickness <laughs> and those type of games. But uh, none of those games really seemed that much appealing to me. They just seemed like kind of boring little side games or something like that that you would play alongside of the system, you know, kind of like certain built-in games yeah. you would already have like, established. Like a Wii Sports scenario or like the people that like... Absolutely. It's like, yeah, like that's kind of why I look at it. Like that's kind of why I feel when I bought my PSVR. I was like, I talked about this multiple times. It was like, people would come over. It's like, oh, I want to check this out. Cool. And I, I have a handful of games that are like, and we play them. You know, like, ah, oh, that's cool. And then, you got anything else? Like, no, nah, not really. And it's like, all right, cool. And then like, that's it. It's like, you pull that for people to come over, but it's like, it also kind of sucks more because like, at least with like, with the Wii or, you know, Wii U or whatever, like their multiplayer experiences like this, it's like, cool, you can like watch somebody play VR and then hope they don't punch your, your fucking TV screen. Um, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, like, I mean, I don't know, like people talk about the price point. It's like the price point for what it is, is not expensive. Like it's not overpriced. No, it's cheaper. Can... It's, it's cheaper compared to some of yeah, the other VR it, alternatives. Yeah, it's like on par with like a, a metaverse, but it's way cheaper than some of the top, top tier stuff. But, I mean, VR is an, extre- is an extremely expensive hobby, but unfortunately, yep. I mean, I've talked about this before. It's like, it's a very niche audience. Uh, you're coming to a very niche, I mean, not niche console, but there's only like 20-something million of these consoles, like 30, maybe 30 million co- uh, uh, PS5s out in the wild right now. So it's like, what it like there's not a major audience you can you know it's you can't like when the ps4 when the ps4 one came out ps4 had like at that point like 75 million out there and it was it already had a big established yeah base. and the, the the ps4 one wasn't great tech but it was it was affordable it was like 300 bucks which is that very True. affordable and they had some like they had batman on there they had they had some you know bigger ips on there uh yes yeah but everything that's like kind of like coming out about this thing is like the PSVR 2 was more of like a Sony initiative rather than a PlayStation initiative. And mm. I mean, if that's true, I mean, every, like that kind of like puts all like all the concerns we've talked about was like, I'm not rooting for this thing to fail. Like I want a reason to buy this fucking thing. You know, like, well, yeah, no I want to be tempted to buy this thing, but I'm just not like, I'd like, like, yeah, I'd like, I'd like to check out horizon. I like, you know, but I feel like I won't be shocked. Like this holiday, there's like a, a bundle for like 400 bucks with horizon or, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I think we'll know. I would say by the end of 2024, we'll have a pretty good idea about the future of this console, whether or, the, or this this tech. Like, as far as like, is this the Vita? Or are they like, are they actually trying? And maybe it'll still fail, but like, maybe they actually give it a fair shot. Like, I don't know. I do give Sony credit when it came to the original PSVR, to where that was successful to a point to where still the most it, it's still the highest selling VR tech we've had yet. Over like I think because it was like one of the million. 
because it was one of the cheapest alternatives yeah. to get into the hobby itself. But it doesn't have that type of thing right at the moment. It's still cheaper than a lot of the high-end top premium VR headsets and stuff. But in regards to the VR2 and stuff, there's been hardly any type of advertising that's went into this this device in and of itself. It feels like Sony just put it on the put it out on the market and stuff like that, and with little to no market support, and then like little like we're only now learning more about like the future games that are coming onto this. And it's kind of concerning to me that it's just a bunch of like gimmicky experimental games, nothing yeah. like solid concrete from what was shown in this state of play. But that's not meaning that they couldn't like add on to like, like with more interesting concept of games or something down the road. But it just seems like to me, this is a path I've seen Sony go across a couple different times, whether it be like, say like the, like the eye toy or with the PlayStation move or even like supporting stuff for the PlayStation Vita the to where or the PSP. Yes, exactly. Where it had great ideas. They just did not want to put all their eggs in the basket in order to make it a success, especially with the PlayStation Vita, because that device was very much excellent mm. in my personal opinion. Yeah. It's like, that's thing you like, I mean, the tech is always there. It's just the support after the thing launches, whether or not that's there. And uh, right, you know, like I, I hope this thing works out. Like, like I said, I want a reason to buy this thing, you know. But uh, you know, I have a PSVR one though, and it's it's been literally sitting up in my closet uh, for a couple of years now. And it's like now nah, I can't even play it because I have a PS five. I don't have a PS four anymore. Um, <laughs> but I like I have even like, but I'm not like upset about it. Like the fact I can't play this thing. It's like. I don't even care. It's like, I almost like, I like, I don't know. It's like, I kind of wish I could just kind of just want to almost throw this thing away, but I'm like, well, I'm, I'm I, you know, but I was like, part of me is like, just hold on to it. I don't know. Um, let's move on though. Like, uh, Capcom really saved this event though. Uh, we got mm-hmm. a trailer for Resident Evil 4. I've been like internet blackout for a while. I'm like, I don't, I, I just don't want to know anything at all about this. I don't want to see anything. Um, <laughs> I watched this thing. One of the greatest trailers of all time to me. Oh my God. We've seen some differences though with um, what's his name? Uh, Lewis, uh, I believe his name. Oh is. yeah, with with Luis and Luis, stuff like yeah. that. So that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. He's like because in the main game, the re- spoilers for Resident Evil Four, a twenty-year-old game. Um, he's only the only time you play with him, like play with him. That sounds weird, but the only time he's like interacts with you and like he's helping you, it's in the house. That part, mm-hmm. the epic part there, but in this, like he's like. It looks like he's in a boss fight with the, the gigantes, and then he's also in the mine section on the island. That's kind of interesting. Um, That's interesting because it seemed like a Capcom to address sort of like some of the critiques that some people have. Where like Luis, people like that character Luis yeah, to awesome. the extent to where he was killed off to way too early inside of that game for some people, and it seems like they're going to have him throughout the entirety of the adventure. Yeah. Which that's a cool plus. Yeah, I don't know if it'd be there for the whole adventure, but at least be a part of it throughout, which is cool. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm talking about like Resident Evil Four is one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, I, I would put Resident Evil Four and Metal Gear Solid One as the games I beat the most in my entire life. I really don't mm. know which one I beat the most. It's hard to say. Um, but yeah, like I, I'm, I'm going in with this one. It's like so excited for that fight with Krauser. Um, I hope we get that looks pretty cool. I hope we get chased down by the the giant uh, robot thing again. Uh, uh-huh. The, the corniness <laughs> of it is still there. Uh, I'm not going in like I'm going in with open mind. Like I'm not trying to be like, ooh, they changed it. Like I have like this is a game. Like I've totally like 
I played the game on like when they put it on 360 to the HD remaster. I was like, okay, this game hasn't aged super duper well. Um, so I'm all bored. Like I'm not like tied to any sort of thing here. It's like, you know, make this game as good. Like you make it. You, like I have total faith, especially two res, remakes two and three. It's like totally on board, totally respect anything you guys do. Like I have faith in whatever, what, whatever you decide to do here, it'll be better. And yeah, like this game looks absolutely incredible. <laughs> we got to see a little bit of the the Krauser fight, uh, which I didn't want. To, I didn't want to see anything. I'm a little upset. I did see it. I hope they just no tell us. Shit. I'm so happy though we didn't see any Wesker. Like I don't want to see Wesker at all. I I just man. Um, it looks like there's a little more backstory here with, with Ashley. Um, in this game, mm. um, like we see some more cutscenes of like her, like what happened to her. I don't remember. It's been it's been a while since I beat the game. It's probably been like I think the HD remake, the remaster, when like 2010 ish maybe. So it's been over a decade since I beat that game. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been I don't remember everything completely anymore, but uh, yeah, I'm all on board for whatever this thing could be. There's a demo coming, coming soon. I I, I doubt I'm gonna play it because I just want to go in fresh. And it's only a month away, so I'm not like, you know, this isn't coming out like September. So people are gonna lose their shits with this game. I oh my to god, go. Gables, I uh, I can't possibly be any more erect uh, when I think about. <laughs> Um, next up though, uh, oh, looking, oh, okay, it's coming up here. Sorry, I was like they 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 kind of skip. I'm I'm going through the, I'm using an calculator with everything. But uh, Baldur's Gate three coming uh, August 20, uh, August thirty first. It's been an early access for a long time, but it's coming to PlayStation and PC. Uh, they did say though, Baldur's Gate there is not like if you hear my birds in the background, I apologize. I don't know what the fuck you're freaking out about. Um, but uh, they did say that it's they don't have an exclusivity deal with, with PlayStation, but I guess they had a deal like PlayStation's helping them develop the game. And so that's why it's coming to PlayStation first, but they're not right. like, you know, beholden to them with any contractual agreement. So that's kind of like the same thing that happened with, um, close to protocol where like they had a, a marketing deal with, uh, with PlayStation. And then like they actually like 300, like PlayStation employees helped them get that game to the finish line. So release on time, but that's why the game worked really well at PlayStation five at launch. But didn't on Xbox or PC, so um, well, maybe it's one of those scenarios where that's probably why it's happening. Uh, next up here, Capcom. We got three new fighters. We had Zangief, Lily, and Cami. Um, a lot of horny people online talking about Cami uh, to the point that even Street Fighter's t- official Twitter account tweeted out about the fact that you guys really like Cami, huh? Uh, which was very funny to me. Um, <laughs> well, here's the thing though with the bones with the reveals of the last three characters in that full launch roster list. It was interesting seeing the reveals of Zangief. Zangief looks like he has more professional wrestler moves. I much more appreciate that. He looks relatively smooth. That freaking jackhammer special, that that jackhammer like uh, level one super looks freaking crazy. I love that. But I got uh, got a quick question about Zangief. I'm sorry to cut you off. What's up? So at one point he yells time for a last ride. And then he does a pile driver. That well, upset yeah. me a little bit because that's not a last rider. We are we are <laughs> wrestling fans. The last rider ride is a power bomb where you lift the it's guy an up elevated power and bomb. then you lift him up and then you, you slam him to the ground. What he what he did was not a last ride. Well, yeah, he was doing his standard double pile like stuffed pile driver that he does and stuff for his finisher for level that, three. That's gimmick infringement. You can't do that. 
I did like the way the Zangief looked. I mean, absolutely crazy. The amount of detail they were able to stuff, not just with his character model and stuff like that, but in terms of the new character, Lily, and also with Cammy as well. But I love the moves and the fluidness that Zangief has going for him currently. Moving on to Lily. I mean, Lily's the new character. Apparently, she's from the same tribe as uh, one of the classic characters, uh, T-Hawk, from like uh, the Street Fighter II games. T-Hawk, Thunderhawk and stuff. He's the dude that uh, he has these specific type of moves and stuff where he can just lunge up in the air or like swoop down like a hawk and stuff like that onto enemies and stuff like that when you're fighting them. He also has these chain, these type of grab moves and stuff where he spins you around like that, like a typhoon sort of like throw. For Lily, it almost seems like sort of similar to some of the play styling of T-Hawk and stuff to where she also has that that anti-air where she just goes up in the air and stuff and kind of dives down like a condor or some shit like that. But she has these weapons that are sort of like Soul Calibur-esque sort of like uh, way that she's battling fighters and stuff. Like the whole key example of this battle is like she's fighting against Blanca, right? And she's using these 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 twin-like uh, sticks or whatsoever that she has, these clubs. She can grab them and stuff and do all sorts of various twirls and like freaking like flips and stuff. They're special. I kind of like the whole cutesy like just accidental mistake type of finisher and she just lands on top of them and just... Kazos and Sat. Though it's kind of hilarious, though. The, even her taunt does a little bit of damage and stuff, where you have Blanca just looking stupid and stuff, like with a photo and all just gets hurt by that. But of course, Cammy, you know, Cammy, holy shit, though. I mean, Capcom literally found a way to make her more attractive with pants on. <laughs> they know what they're doing with this, you know, and I, I think that's really fucking hilarious, man. But. That in mind and stuff like that, focusing upon what we're seeing in the actual gameplay portion of this, man, it looked fucking crazy. I mean, you have her standard, like, uh, drive like drive attacks and stuff like that, and her standard, like, throws and anti-air stuff, but there was one move that actually had me marking out a bit, and that was when she did her level 2 special, which she goes atop of, like, G, like, like, uh, LP's shoulders or something like the fighter's shoulders, right? Does a twist and stuff, goes back and does like a backcracker and stuff with like almost like a uh, dragon sleeper type of hold. That's an homage to the Street Fighter 2 movie from that uh, animated Street Fighter 2 movie from back in the 90s. Is that where you see the one girl in the shower naked? Chun Li, you see a bit of her ass? Yes, that was the one. But, uh, in regards to the scene I'm referring to, and not the more preferred one that Tyler just had to instill upon me here. That's the only the thing one... that anybody knows about that fucking movie. <laughs> it's the only part that matters. No, man, it's like, I understand that. But in terms of the earlier on in the movie, it's like, Cammy is under the control of Bison, right? And she goes and she kills this politician and stuff by doing this exact same move. Twisting his neck, going down into like a freaking like a backcracker and sort of like a dragon sleeper sort of move like that. Then afterwards so that was a, pretty cool. After that, she takes a sudsy uh, shower when you see your ass crack. No. Oh. <laughs> Damn. But... Uh, anyways and stuff, like I did love a lot of what Capcom showed in regards to... The, the character, their last character reveals before launch. I mean, Zangief looks good. Lily looks good. Cammy looks fucking good as well. It makes me a lot more excited to play Street Fighter VI coming June because all the characters that have been revealed for the launch roster just impress me. A lot of them impress me. I mean, freaking 
Obviously, Cammy, obviously Zangief and stuff. I did like how DJ looked and played Dulcim. I mean, I fucking love Dulcim. But yeah, man, it's like there's a lot of different there's a lot of different feel with this launch as opposed to some of the other past Street Fighter games. So in regards to the whole state of play stuff, I mean, the Capcom stuff was the best part of this yeah. entire freaking thing. You know, it's like not what just the Street Fighter six reveals and stuff, but with RE4 as well and yeah. stuff. And I'm with you, man, where it's like, I don't want to see more of like RE4, but at the same time, if they have a demo, I'm going to fucking play the demo because mm. I mm. want to have that more. I want to feel that gameplay, what they initially have been working on with this stuff. You know what, Gables? I want to feel that game inside me, but I'm going to wait till it comes out and then I'll do it. <laughs> Unless like the demo is like, hey, here's the first two hours of the game and it carries over to like the main game when you buy it then fuck yeah tell them exactly yeah. but but next comes the part where we pretty much fell off well, a cliff there, before, before we get to the fall off cliff part there is one more cool thing here uh, yeah so they, what's that they did announce the, the ps plus games coming to the extra and premium uh, categories in march we got uh -huh. uncharted legacy of thieves collection which is the uh, yep. ps5 versions of uh, uncharted 4 and what the fuck's the other one called Lost Legacy. Lost Legacy, thank you. Uh, yep. Ghostwire Tokyo, which kind of shocked me because the uh, one year is coming up in March um, for the exclusivity, uh, and that game should be coming to Game Pass next month as well. Rainbow Six Extraction yes. that came out last year. It's been on Game Pass forever. Chia, we were talking about. Immortals, yep. Phoenix Rising. Uh, and then yeah. they also mentioned um, Battlefield 2042 is coming as well. I believe, I believe that's kind of the main. But that, yeah, that's kind of cool. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo as well. Yeah, yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, getting to the part where we fall off the clip here, Gables. Um, you know, it's like Suicide Squad. We've got the 15 minutes here. Um, you know, it's kind of like when you watch, like, some Division Two team in college football play Alabama. And, uh -huh. and you're just, like, you're going in there. And you're like, I know you're going to get your ass whooped. But you just kind of want it. Like, you just want them to like would be awesome if they just, what if they just won and there's other, that five percent of you it's like even that five percent point oh five percent of you it's like that'd be awesome like they could win they could win that'd be pretty cool to see i want to see that um and that's how i felt about suicide squad like maybe it's not a games of service game because like suicide squad <laughs> looks like I mean, that game on in paper sounds amazing you're killing the you're killing the justice league that sounds kind of cool like, what if it's not a game to service? Maybe we're all wrong. Mm -hmm. Maybe that screenshot we mm -hmm. looked at a couple couple months ago was not true. Maybe all the leaks that's been out there for like five fucking years now. Maybe it's not true, Gables. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe that gameplay that they showed a couple years last year was actually a fever dream. Um, <laughs> Gables, it's so much worse than we thought. It looks like every generic fucking games of service game. I think it's hilarious how every games of service game, like third person games of service game now it comes out, just looks like Crackdown from 2006. <laughs> All and when of them. you started saying that initially on Twitter or something like that, yeah. and like even some like passing conversations, the more I thought about it, the more it stuck with me because that's exactly how some like Anthem, these elements feel like. Fucking all of them. They just look any third person shooter, like any games of service game at this point just looks like it just plays like crackdown but you know i don't know crackdown was kind of cool in 2006 then they made remember they made crackdown 3 in 2018 and nobody fucking played it <laughs> like, hell it, 
They made the second. Remember when they made the second game? We don't and need it was to talk about second, worse than the Well, first that was game. that was a zombie bullshit. We don't need to talk about that. But that was that was a weird time <laughs> no. in our lives. That was like a puberty in gaming, right there. Um, I'm not gonna. They had hair growing in weird places. Um, yeah. So we got we got we got some gameplay. We got some cutscenes here. We got to see some cool shit. I'll say this. I the the best like I really like the part where one woman shows up. And like puts the lasso on him, and like the story part where like well, what do we got to do to stop this? And Flash is like, you have to kill us. Like I love that part. That part was actually cool. Like I said this when I did the live reaction, and I said this before that, before we we saw the, this gameplay stuff. Like, bef- like when the leaks happens, like man, if this game could just be like Marvel's Avengers, like the campaign part, like that's best case scenario. Unfortunately, like because that Marvel's Avengers campaign was awesome. It just the games and service part got in the way a lot, but like if they if that was just a main like a single player game, or maybe just like a two person co op game, you beat the game, you're done with the game, there's no other bullshit. That game would have been excellent. That would have been I think honestly would have been game of the year contender. But then they had put games and service in it, and I get it. It's tempting. Like you look at Fortnite, you look at Destiny two, you look at all these games. You're just like, I want that, and I get it. I do. The problem is, this is not the type of, this is not the kind of game that you should put this into no. because this is, it drags down the quality and any type of interest anyone had into this thing down the gutter. Yeah, I mean, and I feel bad for the developers. I feel bad for people working on this game because, like, you just know, this isn't the game they want to make. This is fucking Rocksteady. No. This is this is some corporate bullshit yeah. that WB went through and had them do to insert inside of this game because they knew for a fact they were chasing trends from freaking live service yeah. games from like 2018 or 2017. Yeah, Jason Schreier said it best on Twitter after this event. <laughs> he said, you can't chase trends in video games because it takes five, six years to put out a good quality AAA video game. By the time you put that game out, that trend is we're stuck at that trend you know by three four years at that point like anthem came out in 2019 gables early 2019 it's been over four years which is crazy to say and i would argue by then we were sick of that we were sick of these style of games by then yeah and this game comes out and we we talk about this for like marvel's when gotham knights came out all the stuff came out after the game released was that that game was like uh, I can't remember um, Red Hood. It was a single player game where you play as Red Hood. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then uh, Square Enix announced a deal to make Marvel's Avengers as a live service game. And then the suits got involved. And it's like, well, make that a game to service game. And like they had to totally pivot, turn that into a four player Marvel's uh, you know whatever bullshit game. And then. Marvel Avengers came out and it was panned. And then this people were like, well, we got to pull that game service shit out of there. By that point, I mean, it's been multiple years you've been working on this thing. You can only do so much. They finally put that game out and we, Gotham Knights was what it was. The thing about it is first impressions are everything, especially when it comes to video games. When you launch a game, it's incredibly hard to twist back, especially if it's had a tumultuous launch. Only a handful of games have done that to where their launches have been completely burdened or completely missed the mark that have come back 
initially and actually have had somewhat of yeah. good success but, or even better than what it was before. Yeah, but, but the point – Yeah, go ahead. But, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But what I'm saying – but what I'm saying, though, the point being is and stuff, the first impression we had for Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League is we were having like this whole like four like co-op stuff. Oh, we got to go to kill the Justice League and stuff. They're going to control Brainiac and stuff. The, the concept of the story is fine. I don't mind that. I mean, I don't even mind the little inaccuracies with the weapons that these freaking people are using from Captain Boomerang or fucking like King Shark Oof, and stuff yeah. like that doing their other shit. But when it starts becoming a when it starts becoming like a bit of like a pain in the ass though it's when you realize that after you're watching this gameplay of this state of play and you see these the supposed 15 minutes and stuff and you just realize it's another games as a service game to where it's it's fast paced it's got all these different types of weapons all these different types of things but then you have this the slip you have this cut to this clip of captain boomerang being equipped with all these different type of colored coded items that are representative of what's legendary, what's an exotic, what's like a rare whatsoever, stuff like that. And not just that, but then you have all these other promises of like, oh, hey, we're going to have more expansion stuff coming down the line. We're going to have more characters being playable and this and that. It's like enough is enough. Mm. We understand what live service stuff is. We understand why companies why these big publishers these big entities want to institute institutionalize here these games as a service these modif monetization stuff inside of their video games i mean yes they have been proven to make money in this regards but in the regards for this game it makes it seem like a boring generic action game absolutely this game i would be highly surprised if it's not dead on arrival because this is probably one of the most this yeah. is probably one of the most sad things and stuff for a game that has Kevin Conroy his last official role inside of this type of project to where he was Batman for fucking decades to be having the end, end legacy of just a boring game that's always online that could potentially be taken down in a couple of years from now because corporate corporate people in WB honestly knew they had flushed money down the drain. You know, that's the most depressing part about this whole initial things. I may be overreacting. This may turn out to be a good game. Who knows? There's that possibility. But yeah. what I'm saying is what I'm seeing right now is this looks like a game that is piss poor in regards to its in regards to overall how it feels, the way it goes through and presents itself. There's a bunch of boring stuff we've already seen multitude of times before and better in other live service games. And on top of that, there's just way there's a lot better alternatives you can go through and play when this game releases too. This is not going to differentiate itself from the rest of the crowd. This is going to be gobbled up in the month of May because no one's going to give a shit about this game and this launch. They're going to be too busy playing Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. For God's sake. Or a week later playing Diablo 4, Street, Street Fighter 6. Diablo 4, Street Fighter 6. a month from now Final Fantasy 16. There's like literally like about four or five different big games yeah. that are coming out around this same time. Yeah. And they chose that date. You know, that's just asking for this game to be a freaking yeah, dumpster fire. I mean, fire. The, the, I don't blame them for the date because just, I mean, the first half of this year is just nuts. Right. Um, right. And I don't know if it's going to get any better. We don't know a lot for the second half of the year, but I don't know if it's going to get any better. Um, but, I mean, you mentioned, like, games turning into, like, games, these games, the services, live going games. 
turning around. And we always talk about that. Um, mm. People always point to that. But this thing I've talked, I keep talking about about these games is like we look at No Man's Sky, we look at Rainbow Six Siege, and we look at Destiny. Right. Those games came out almost a decade ago. Yes. Back when these games weren't like these games, ongoing games weren't as regular as they are today. Now these games come out right. constantly, and a lot of them absolutely are free to play. And those free to play ones them... are making this these non game these games are like seventy fucking bucks. Um, absolutely. Battlefield 2042 couldn't turn around. Um, so we was up like, oh, well, these games did it. But like, yeah, cool. But we did. They did it when there was a lot less games coming out. Now there's more and more games coming out than ever before, and there's more and more of these style of games that are out there that are it's successful. Oversaturated. Yeah, the yeah, it's oversaturated. There's a ton of them. There's a good. There's a ton of quality ones that are already out there, ongoing. Yes. And then on top of it, there's already new ones coming out. On top of that, there's a ton of brand new games coming out on top of that all the time. It's just nonstop. Um, and I don't. I'm not coming here like, yeah, I can't wait to talk shit about Suicide Squad. No, no. I want to fucking buy this game. You, I want to play this yes, game. Yeah. I wanted to buy this game so far. Like, I came in when I heard when like the rumors coming out, they're making a Suicide Squad where you kill Justice League. When we heard about those rumors, I'm like, I'm already coming to the place where I shut up and take my money. And like, if if we could have just held it there, like, shut up, just don't fucking say a word. Just put the game was just out one day. I would have totally bought it. And everything we have seen since then, it's just I'm like, I, cool. I'm take. I'm not. I'm not buying this game. Like, I don't know. It's they've like, literally done. They've literally done themselves a this disservice from like going through and showing more and more of this game. Yeah. Because that was part of the worry heading into this state of play, where we hardly saw anything in terms of the gameplay or in terms of the game loop itself. And this is why. Yeah. And it, I mean, it tells you something where, like, they spent 15 minutes talking about this game. It wasn't until, like, the last, like, 40 seconds that they mentioned the Battle Pass. Like, yeah. And that's something I, I talk, I've talked about before, too, was, like, these games come out. And then we talk about them, like, oh, it's a games of service game. And then, like, they almost kind of, like, the PR work is almost, like, convincing you that it's not a, it's not, it's not that. And like show you oh, all the like shit. they show you everything they work they do all these like yeah they bend over backwards to show you everything that's not that and then they come out and they are that it's like there's a problem when like you have to like try to convince your 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 audience that no this is not that thing you think it is when in fact it actually is like that should they're be... wording it in a way to fool you into buying it yeah and when like that's you know it's PR's job I get it but like I I feel like you're a game studio and I understand like I said these are like, developer like, these are executives that don't know a fucking goddamn this thing is executive about what, decisions yeah and yes. they don't they just like ooh, ooh, fortnite i want that make that thing I, you know and yeah um like jim ryan like fucking at playstations like we have 12 games of service games in service like in development <laughs> fuck you um i don't know i just i i it's like you're sh- we're shooting pink pus off tanks and helicopters like <laughs> what are we doing here man like what like it's like I already I can already see the fucking half the fucking uh, levels here where it's like, all right, here comes you're gonna fight waves of enemies and then there's gonna be a part where all right you gotta shoot these four things like this person's shielded and you gotta shoot these four things to destroy the shield and then go and attack like it's every live service game that we know out there it's it it is every it's the formula 100 like will I eventually play this game probably but it's gonna be like when it's like 20 30 bucks at at best. And like, cause I, I want, I think that story could be really good. Like it just sucks that like, right. it's like Ubisoft where it's like, 
there was a stretch there for like six, seven years where they were creating the trend and people were chasing them. And we've seen the last few years where like they're in hard times right now because they're trying to chase trends. You look at Rock City. They created the formula. They put out, they made the first actual like legitimately great like IP game out there ever. Like how many, you know, comic book games, how many like actual like, you know, based off of something, uh, based off an IP game has there been out there? Like not many, if any. Like, yeah, there's like you can argue, oh yeah, this game, like people talking about like Spider-Man 2 on PlayStation 2. Like, okay, the game was like, uh, you know, like maybe a seven. Like, no, Batman, the Batman Arkham games were legitimately fantastic game of the year contenders. Game of the generation contenders. Like, they created that. They made that. And now they're making just a run-of-the-mill games of service game where King Shark has a fucking machine gun. Captain Boomerang, the guy that kills people with the boomerang. He's going around with a fucking pistol. And like, While having all sorts of various rare items and stuff equipped onto him yeah. and try to get like all sorts of various other type of like upgrades for legendaries and exotic pieces of weapons yeah. or armors and shit. The, the whole thing just fucking sucks. Like this is like I I take no joy in this. Like I, I no. wanna I wanna be hyped as possibly can be for this game. And like I said, like when the rumors came out about initially about hearing about this, I was like Especially like coming off of the Suicide Squad, the movie came out a couple years ago. The movie was awesome. I love that, and I'm a you know I love James Gunn. I love what he's done with Guardians of the Galaxy and all that. Like that game, that movie is fucking hilarious. Peacemaker, the spinoff series with John Cena, fucking amazing. Like they should be riding high going into this fucking thing. But it's just like this is what we expect from w, with WB with Warner Brothers. They have bungled almost every step of the way with the DC stuff, and it's just like. Rock City was the mixed... one thing they had, and now they're fucking that up too. That's the thing, man. It's like it makes me kind of worried for their other initial like a game that is going to be coming out this year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk about that here later, but yeah, yeah. But we need to move on. We uh, ran along that ranting about fucking Suicide Squad. But uh, all right. if you want to start up the next article here, I'm just gonna get something to drink quick. All right. Um. So moving on here, we got some stuff with uh, Konami. Uh. So. Annie Robinson from VGC talked about this. They have a new podcast out, uh, the video game uh, VGC podcast. Just look it up. Um, really good. I listened to it. Um, but he talked about it um, that apparently Konami is planning on attending E3 this year. Uh, at least have an event of some sort. Um, so, so people that maybe don't remember that they were actually supposed to be, um, they had uh, planned an event for E3 in 2021. I then had to back out um, shortly before the event because they just weren't ready yet. Um, and then we we seen what in the last year we seen a bunch of Silent Hill games they announced. There's been a bunch of rumors about them, like they've been working with a bunch of developers out there to, to make games. But a lot of smoke around uh, Blue Point specifically that's now owned by PlayStation. Uh, you know the people that made like Demon Souls and stuff like that, Shadow of the Colossus remakes. Um, you know there's been a lot of rumors about you know them working with PlayStation about PlayStation. Uh, making some Konami uh, games uh, based off their IPs. Um, there's been the rumor out there for a long time now, and there's been a lot of leaks, not from like, you know, like a Jeff Grubb type, but like just leaks on their end of Virtuous Games, I believe his name is the studio, that mm. is, they're making a Metal Gear Solid 3 remake, 
Um, hmm. Apparently, also like the the re, the the H the um or the like the H remasters, but all of, like the like Metal Gear Solid games got pulled from like stores, PSN store, Steam, all that, because there was issues with like licensing stuff. Uh, I think about a year ago, uh, and they're pretty much ready at any point in time to come out, but Konami is trying to figure out because they don't want to like the the example that Andy Robinson used was like, you know, like when Dead Space came out, they didn't do like a Dead Space remaster and then put out Dead Space remake. They put out Dead Space remake, um, and it's like so cool. We have all these remasters ready to go. That like yeah, they've been out for a long time, but like now we can put them back out on sale. And you're going to get a big surge when they do come back out on sale eventually. But, like, do we put this out before we put the remake out? How do we handle this? Um, and kind of like, the, it sounds like the Metal Gear Solid 3 remake is kind of like a test bed for, like, the future of what they do with Metal Gear Solid. Um, and then there's also been some talks about there's, like, some Castlevania games in the works as well. Um, but, I don't know, I mean, there's been a lot of smoke around the Konami stuff for a while. Um I believe in 2019, uh, they had their best year ever financially, even though they haven't put a game out in a very long time because of the Pachinko mm. Machines. But then, obviously, COVID hit. Um, they live off arcades, Pachinko Machines, doing a tough spot, being a kind of tough spot there. And then also, they look at Capcom, what they've done with Resident Evil. They're like, well, we, we want that. Kind of like how EA looked at you know, Capcom with Resident Evil, and they was like, all right, we'll bring back Dead Space. And so far, that seems like to be pretty successful for them. Um, I don't know. I mean... I you know I grew up Metal Gear Solid is probably at worst my second most important franchise to me besides like Madden maybe, um, but as far as like take Madden out of it it's definitely number one. Um, but I don't know, I, you know Gables you're a huge Metal Gear fan as well like how you feeling about like you know, and you're a huge Castlevania fan how are you feeling about you know like Konami and like do you have faith that they'll do this well? Here's the thing. In regards to both of those series, it would depend upon who they source out these properties to in order for me to really be excited or to cringe at the opportunity of seeing them in action. For Metal Gear Solid 3, a remaster of that, I mean, I'd welcome, but it all depends on what studio is going to be potentially going through with it whether it be like a blue point studio or whatever the hell I want it to be good, obviously first and foremost, but I would definitely would love to see what they do with Castlevania a little bit more only because that franchise has laid dormant for quite a long time in regards to a actual full on game release. The actual last full release of a Castlevania game, I want to say, is Legacy of... No. Like, Legacy of Shadows 2, I think it was. Like, Lords of Shadows 2. That's what it was. Yeah. No, Lords that was of Shadows 2. That was not ago? a good game. Yeah. That was, like, mixed at best. And when you see a bunch of the gameplay of that game and regards to the whole, the whole sections of, like, that whole misbalancing of scale for like characters and certain aspect points and stuff like that. It was clearly a rush job. It was kind of a polarizing release too then, but that was like around, that was like around 2012, give or take. I think it was 2012. I may be wrong, but it's been a while since we've actually seen a full on Castlevania game. As a matter of fact, 
Dead Cells with its Return to Castlevania. That's the actual type of game that... Uh, a week and a half away? I know, it's a week and a half away, but that's the most the Castlevania series has had in regards to actually having something close to initial Metroidvania or whatever the hell with that series and stuff for quite a while. And this is before the actual re-releases of the original games to the Castlevania collection and then through the advanced collection and stuff, which, by the way, I played through and I platinum both because I'm like that because <laughs> I love those games. I would definitely love to see what they would do, like, say, if they were to partner up with Mercury Stream again and possibly maybe give them a little bit more of a budget, considering that uh, that that Mirrors of Fate HD type of game or something that they had, like, through the last generation of platforms and stuff, plus that 3DS game that they had for that Castlevania stuff. But my overall wanting, if there's a new Castlevania game, it's got to be 2D. It's got to be either a Metroidvania or an original style game. I would much prefer trying to see a new original style of Castlevania game to where it's basically you go through a bunch of stages. All these set points are different points around either a Transylvania or like different portions of like in the middle of Europe. Then you have like crazy ass bosses. It doesn't matter to me whether it's like a Medusa, whether it's a creature, whether it's like a freaking Dracula himself or some weird ass version of like uh, the Grim Reaper or something in his dual forms or something like that. That's what I would want. Now, in regards to whether or not we will see those, I mean, it's nice that we're hearing rumors upon the provincial plannings of multiple games, like not just for Castlevania, but also Metal Gear Solid. I mean, my hope is we'll learn about more before June. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, Yeah, like, there's been some people talking about like all oh, blue what blue points making a Castlevania game and like I'm not trying to talk shit about Castlevania but like what game are they remaking Castlevania 64 like uh, like I don't know what like what like other than Lords of Shadow I don't know what they could be remaking uh you know for Blue Point because um, they do like the big you know big 3D games they they remake not some like you know Castlevania is primarily in as best is most... a 2D game. Their most successful 3D game was Lords of Shadow yeah. back in 2010. But that, that game's like what, like an eight out of ten, kind of like that's not like. But was, that was that was also co-made by Kojima. Yeah, yeah, co-made. Yeah, whatever. He he was in the office when they talked about it, probably. Um, probably. Yeah, well, like I said, I'm not trying to talk like no shade at Castlevania there, but like, I don't necessarily buy the Castlevania Blue Point unless like that's a whole new thing. Maybe then I believe that like that'd be a whole can of yeah, worms. And yes. PlayStation said that they're making their own stuff, so maybe that's what they're working on. But uh, um, I don't know. Like going to the Metal Gear Solid stuff, like you know, I talked about Resident Evil Four. Like I'm not like tied to any one thing. Like if you want to change some shit around, I'm not gonna be like super upset about it as long as it's great. Uh, and I have faith in Capcom for doing that. Konami, I don't. Uh, Konami, we've seen Metal Gear Survive. We've seen what they've done with their games, um, where like they once they like lose the main creators, they kind of just cheaply like they they farm them out to studios, like these small yep. teams with no budget. They just put out these shit products. They like we watched them run Silent Hill into the ground. Um, we Contra, Contra also. Yeah, like they're they, yeah yeah. I mean, we've seen them take these big IPs that, you know, that they've been able to like, if they got good people in to make them. And then once they lose them, they usually run them off. And then once, you know, after that, I was like, cool, well, we're going to hire some Joe Smo small development team, 
give him 20 bucks and hey make a game out make make a silent hill game or a Metal survive game here um so yeah like and like we yeah cool we do a remake like in like I, I look at the silent hill stuff like i'm not a silent hill fan by any stretch of imagination but i watched that thing i watched that event they had last year i i listened to people that like that are huge fans of silent hill the old, original ones and a lot of them came away a little disappointed about like the remake stuff that we had for Silent Hill 2 and some of the people like, you know, that were making some of these, these games. Cause it's like, they got some, like a couple of them look okay. But like Silent Hill F is being made by that Resident Evil Reverse people. Um, yep. You know, like I know uh, what's um, people making the Silent Hill 2 remake. They made a Bloober team. Like I like the medium. Most people don't. Uh, or thought it was fine. Um, but like, they're not known for making like high quality games. Um, so I don't know, like, I just look at Virtua System or Virtua, what the fuck's it called? Like, I don't know anything about these guys. I don't know what they're doing. Like, how good are they, are they at making games? Um, you know, it's like, th- that's different to me. Cause like, I don't want them to fuck with the story. Just leave the story as is. But, like, how good is these, these games going to be actually? I don't know. Like. I, I best case scenario is the PlayStation rumors are true, um, cause, and they're making the games because I have faith that they'll make great games, especially because if they're putting out shelling out the money to make these things, for like they gotta pay the money to get the access to the IPs. On top of that, like I don't think they're gonna fuck around. Um, and usually, I mean, top tier PlayStation games are usually, you know, they're high, high, high quality games. Um, so I just hope that like if Blue point is like there's been a long rumor of them working on a Metal Gear Solid remake. Um, I hope that's true. That's pie in the sky for me, like best case scenario, because uh, that's the only way I have faith. Because I have zero faith in Konami. Like even though like yeah they're like maybe they'll put a little more effort into it and they'll give it like I don't but I have zero faith that they're gonna um, yeah do put the put their best foot forward on the shit. Like I can see them do like a half measure thing where it's like. We don't go fully on board because we want to see how well this works out. But then because they like half-assed it, it doesn't do as well as it should. And then they get like, well, okay, well, we're going to back back out of this. Um, so, or like they're going to go back to who they were. Cause, but yeah, I don't know. Like that's my main concerns. Cause like I love Milgar Salt so much and I don't want that legacy to get fucked with. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't, I, it's just, I'm so torn because it's like I'm so scared about America Solid because it's like so badly would I love to play a, a, a even like a, a remake just to be able to play a Metal Gear game again would be fantastic. Um, but they can so easily. I, I just I have very little faith in Konami. It's one of those things where like you need to absolutely prove it's it's the exact opposite of Suicide Squad where we like I talk about Suicide Squad. I already had my money in hand and then you kept showing me shit and you fucked it up. This one's like, I am as hesitant as possible, and you need to fucking kill this to get a dime out of me. That's that, that's uh, that's how I feel about the, on, on Konami. But I don't know, any final thoughts on that one, Gables. Oh no, I'm good. All right, well, let's run through some of the some other news here. Um, some other news this week. Nintendo officially announced that they will not be at E3. They said, um, since this year's E3 did not fit our plans, we have made the decision to not participate. However, we have been and continue to be a strong supporter of the ESA and E3. Uh, kind of the same thing exactly Phil Spencer said um, when when they talked about like 
you know, are you guys going to be at A3? Even though they said, like, they'll be in the, they'll be in LA in June. But they won't be part of E3. But hey, we still support them. We just won't be supporting them. Um, but I mean, IGN broke that story um, about a month ago, and we talked about it then. Some of the stuff out there is like, that maybe like they don't have the game, like they don't have the games, like they don't have the stuff to show, or maybe they just they're not ready to show those games yet. Um, but I don't. know. I mean, we're at, we're in a weird stage now with Nintendo, where we are very obviously at the end of the generation. So um, how much more do they have left to show us before the next console? So anything you want to say, Animal Gables? Honestly, the only thing I can really say, though, is, like, they don't generally need to have, like, the platform, like, say, at E3 in order to showcase what they have. They've been doing a fine enough job going through and announcing what they have been, like, through their directs for whatever month that they decide to release one. And, yeah. like, through their other types of other media sites, like their their Facebook, their Twitter, their friggin', like, Instagram stuff. So, even, like, last year, we didn't really get a Nintendo Direct until, like, in July. Well, we got one at the end of June, regards. but it was a third-party one. That was that weird yeah. uh, farming simulator one. Yeah. So. But yeah, I think we're going to see a lot more from Nintendo and opposed to what people have been hearing about. I mean, that's just personally what I'm thinking, but who knows? It just remains to be seen. Yeah, I would argue that nobody needs E3 anymore. I just want the idea of E3 to stick around because when we see yeah. Ubisoft forwards, EA plays, um, they can you know, play SATA plays, whatever. They can do these things whenever they want to. Um, even Xbox the developer direct thing last month. It's like, they don't, none of them, nobody actually needs E3. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, like I said, they can just kind of show the show whenever they're ready. Um, uh, next up here, so there was, like, some teases about, like, Konami or Platinum talked about, like, you know, celebrating the 10th anniversary of Metal Gear Rising. There wasn't actually really anything to celebrate. Like, they didn't really didn't do anything. There was, like, no. they released some new art. That was the one thing they did. Um, so nothing really happened there. But there was, like, even, like, people were freaking out because, like, uh, the voice actor of Raiden uh, teased about some news soon. And then like a week later, they announced, uh, hey, we're celebrating the 10th anniversary of Mega Rising. So there was kind of a freak out there. And then, yeah, we got some new art. So that happened. Um, Xbox announced that they um, are legally binded um, with a, a deal with NVIDIA GeForce Now and Nintendo to put Call of Duty on their platforms for 10 years. Then No idea when it's going to start. Officially kick in, I imagine... For like Nintendo won't kick in until the next console's out, but I feel more until like the Activision Microsoft deal yeah, goes under, but I, goes all the yeah, way through. I, I, but like, there's no chance that the, this coming Call of Duty game is going to be um, on the Switch. Uh, but you know, say 2024, this kicks in. Uh, I feel like for both of these things, this is a giant nothing burger. This is just, you know, mm. we're trying to make, we're trying to like, hey, Hey, uh, FTC, FCC, whatever it is. Hey, uh, you know, EU, um, look, we can work with people, but it's like, they know that there's government employees and I'm not like, it's not really their job to know the ins and outs of the video game industry, but it's like one of these things where it's like, these obviously doesn't mean anything. Like like how many, like this isn't like Call of Duty hasn't been on Nintendo in a decade. Uh, and they've been, they've been totally fine. Uh, and I'm coming to Nintendo. I with, with like cool like we could play the next Call of Duty game on the cloud on the Nintendo. What do fucking do? Nvidia GeForce now. I can already play you on five other fucking um, PC uh, stores. Why is this any different? Um, I, I I just I don't know. I, I like it's it's a smart business move. It's a very savvy business move for them to do because they know that like these governments won't not won't won't know that this is not a big deal. Um, 
And but I also gotta say, I talked about this a while ago. Like I, I hate covering the whole. Like I actively we just don't talk about the PlayStation or the PlayStation Xbox Activision Blizzard. It's so fuck. I'm so sick and tired of hearing about it. Um, we'll talk about it finally when it goes through. Uh, but yeah, like it's just been like I'm so tired of hearing about like the week, the daily updates about this fucking thing. Uh, but I said this a while ago where like PlayStation's working their ass off to try to like it's kind of like what I said earlier about like the Division Two team going up against Alabama in college football. It's like there's a very slim chance they're gonna win, but what if they win? And that's kind of the PlayStation with like there's a very small chance we could stop this, but what if we win? But really, what the big thing was like what they're hoping for was like making it so Xbox had to do something like give sweeten the deal a little bit more for them and like because initially xbox offered them a three-year extension on top of their deal like they we found out that their exclusivity content deal ends in 2024 with call of duty and they announced them a, they gave them a like hey three years extension to 2027 uh initially um and they're like well no that's not enough and now they're offering these 10-year deals and they've offered the same thing to playstation in a way like they're still losing the 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 I don't want to say the war. They're not winning. They're not going to like, they're not going to get ultimately what they want, but they've got at worst case scenario, they got at least another decade of call of duty on the PlayStation platform. So like, mm-hmm. I feel like this is probably what really what they're hoping for. And maybe they'll get more, but like, yeah. Uh, and like, even like, I think Xbox even offered to like put the, put the games on PS plus before they go on game pass even. So I don't know. Uh, what about you cables? Hmm. Not really too sure in regards to that, though. I mean, it may be just that. It may be just like a fluff thing and stuff until like Nintendo, until like around that deal gets put through and stuff. But as far as, say, the whole things between like Microsoft and also with Sony in regards to the whole Call of Duty stuff, it's there has to be something inside of this contract initial things that's just have Sony just like saying, no, I'm not, I, I do not want this. I want, this 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 portion or that portion or something like that because generally you're looking at a property and stuff like call of duty that they're sony's gonna be losing billy it's gonna be losing a lot of money because of that not being exclusive on on their platform so kicking and screaming and do whatever the hell they got to do with try to get some form of things not to pass through and stuff for the acquisition of the thing i mean it's it's pretty much a no-brainer and stuff that sony was going to take this route in that regards but uh as far as anything else though i'm just waiting to see what happens in regards to the whole deal going through yeah i mean like they really at this point they have, don't really have anything to lose because they basically i mean call of duty because xbox they feel like at this point's a formality so like kicking and screaming on the way out to get as much as they can on the on, you know until the deal is done it's like that's just kind of i guess like them just trying to find a little sliver of hope for the meantime uh next up here uh, March 9th, we're getting a Mario movie direct. We're going to get the final trailer for that. They said no other gameplay will be shown. There has been some leaks out there that there's going to be a... on. We should hear about it. I think it sounds like this coming week we should hear about it. Uh, on March 10th, they'll put out a new Switch bundle with Mario Odyssey, though. So Yeah, for Mario Day. Yeah, for Mario Day. Yeah. So I'm kind of shocked they're not doing that. Like, well, I guess March 9th here is March 10th in Japan. So Mario Day would be on March 9th in Japan. So maybe that's why they're doing March 9th for us. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't need to really see anything about that Mario movie at this point. Like, I'm, that, initial, that first initial trailer, I'm fine with. Like, whatever. I'm not gonna be sold or anything anymore on it. Than I already am. Uh, next up here, Shimigami. Uh, Shinji. Oh, sorry, Shimigami. Shinji Mikami. 
Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, is announced he is leaving. He just called him a death. Guy. I did. I did. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's late. It's, it's uh, it's midnight here. Shinji Mikami is leaving Tango GameWorks. Uh, they said that it's officially been uh, announced. I say he's leaving in the coming months. Uh, he created the studio and then sold it to uh, Bethesda back in 2010. Uh, apparently, this isn't the first time he's considered like leaving, and like he was very close. Uh, there's a studio called M2. There's actually two studios called M2 in Japan, but this M2 uh, co-developed Resident Evil 3 remake and was originally uh, developing the Resident Evil 4 remake for Capcom took it over in-house um, to remake it because I guess there was like issues because M2 wanted to make it more like uh, the original, keep it very uh, much like uh, tight to the original story, and you know like they were you know Capcom was like no, let's change a little bit more. I don't know. Anyways, uh, even to the point that so T- Tatsuya M- M- Minami, um, who created M2, the the reason it's called the studio is called M2. Is because of their last name, both starting with M. Uh, and there, I guess there was like business cards out there with their names on it for M2. Uh, so who knows if he's going there? And this studio is like very very tied to Capcom. Obviously, Shinji Mikami came from Capcom. You know, he was the original director of uh, Resident Evil One, Resident Evil Four. Um, I didn't realize this. He made Shadow of the Damned, which is a 360 PS3 game uh, that I played, yeah. and I actually kind of it was actually a Grasshopper game as well. That I actually played through and enjoyed back in the day. I didn't know I enjoyed a grasshopper game, um, but um, yeah, I mean, but it's also he's, he talked about it a long time ago. Like Resident Evil, or Evil Within One was his. He, he announced at the time that was gonna be his last game he directed. Uh, the guy that actually directed Hi-Fi Rush that we saw in the developer direct, he actually directed Hi-Fi Rush and he also directed Evil Within Two. I didn't realize that. Uh, and Shin, uh, Shinji Mikami was kind of like, kind of like. Uh, overseer of it more so kind of like a um, Miyamoto kind of ordeal where he's not like director he's more producer like he's overseeing things but he's not he's, he's not completely hands-on um, like we like it's like kind of like with Mario and stuff like he's he's around he's like overall he has a final say on shit but like he's not like the top guy he's not making ultimate decisions on things uh, but apparently there's been like when um he wanted to make. He's always. He said he wanted to make like a sci-fi shooter, like Mass Effect, uh, way back in like the 2000, like 2010 era. But uh, Bethesda kind of forced him to make a Resident Evil style game. That's how we got Evil Within. And I was like, hey, you make Resident Evil, we'll make you make this thing. And then obviously that never happened. So it sounds like he's been, been wanting to leave for a long time, but he was concerned uh, that Tango GameWorks wouldn't be able, wouldn't be, wasn't at that point um, stable enough to survive without him. And then obviously it seems like you know after Evil Within. Two, um, Ghost for Tokyo being kind of milling, but seemed like it did okay sales wise. And then High Fire Rush, obviously being fantastic, sounds like the studio is in a much better place now, and on stable footing, and they can survive on their own. But um, yeah. Uh, here, Gables, you put this in here actually. Rovio is delisting Angry Birds from the Google Play Store, so they have a a dollar version that you can buy. Oh, you lose Gables? No, I'm here. Okay, sorry, your your screen froze. Uh, you are frozen. Oh wow! Um, but uh, Angry Birds, uh, the the dollar version is being pulled from the Google Play Store, uh, and in its place is that you can only play the game uh, if you buy you play the free to play version. So, yeah, that's the thing though. It was pulled on the twenty third, I think it was. So this past week, 
And it was kind of interesting because there's multiple different forms of uh, the game Angry Birds, like on the Google Play Store and stuff. But the one that gets pulled is the one that does not have any type of microtransactions or any type of free-to-play stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, go figure. Gables, so my OBS fucked up. And, like, you, everything's fine. They can still hear you. Yeah. <laughs> You're upside down now. I'm upside down. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to leave it like this. Yeah, you're you're... <laughs> Um, I'm just gonna leave it like this. This is fucking hilarious. Um, so, yeah, if you're if you're a, a listener, um, go to the YouTube ch- uh, channel. I'll put the links in the description down below, and look at the video. And for some reason it just like flipped, and Gables is just upside down now. And I, I think I'm just gonna leave it like this because <laughs> I don't want to fuck with anything and everything else go wrong. But it's hilarious to me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it may I I I, I get it. Like business wise, it makes sense. Like, hey, we can yeah. you know, like make them play the game that you can just keep continually pumping money into or hey just pay a dollar and play it in, in perpetuity play a full so, game <laughs> yeah what a concept uh Mortal Kombat 12 was just announced at a uh wbd uh, uh quarterly earnings hearing uh hearing uh it wasn't supposed to be announced uh no. it, it was they news to another realm said it <laughs> yeah they just said it like uh i mean obviously they they're in a pretty rough spot like they're just losing money like crazy and this just sounds like something like they're desperate to like get some positive news out there for this year. It yeah, definitely it's sounded like it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, I we, we it's been like the worst kept secret in gaming for a long time now. I mean, so we, we've all another never realm, though. I mean, I rather would have had them go forth and announce that and stuff instead of just having it leaked that way. You know? Yeah. Like, it's, Boone and crew yeah. deserve a lot more, like a lot more like a better way to showcase Mortal Kombat 12 than just a some desperate dude instead of an earners meeting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sucks, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, like we all knew it was coming. Uh, I, I'm disappointed when I get injustice three, cause I like the injustice games more than yeah. Mortal Kombat games. Especially after coming off Mortal Kombat 11 and aftermath. Like I like the campaign stuff. I'm not a huge fighting game fan, but I like the campaign, the story stuff in there. And, but like 11 and aftermath just kind of like, eh, I didn't really care for that. But Mortal Kombat 11 is like the highest selling fighting game of all time. So, I get why they just decided to skip to 12. Um, so, um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to look forward to seeing it, but uh, I'm not like, you know, it's kind of like, meh. All right. And yeah. Like I said, it's like kind of underwhelming. Hey, it's coming out. So and that Boone even tweeted about, did you guys hear the injustice three rumors today? Uh, <laughs> kick out of, um, yeah. Mario plus rabbits DLC pack one is coming March 2nd. It's coming. So Thursday, uh, it's a tower. It's a tower thing. You just gotta go through a tower. It's called Tower of Doom. So, what the fuck ever. And also, Starfield showcase. We should be hearing some news pretty pretty soon about you know we're supposed to do the event. Um, so we should be hearing about that. I'm assuming. I bet probably this coming week we'll hear. We'll officially hear um, when that is. And I mean, there's supposed to be a Bethesda event for journalists. Uh, and I believe end of March or early April. So. Makes sense if they had to get that announced that soon and probably tie that in to um, to this event. Uh, but that's pretty much it for news this week. Gables, uh, I got to pee, but tell me, what have you been playing, buddy? All right, so there's been a couple things that I have been playing, but the biggest thing that I have been playing, though, has been the Metroid Prime Remaster. I managed to walk into my local Walmart and buy this game before it officially released physically. Now, granted, the game has been out since the last Nintendo Direct. It was stealth dropped then. But 
I just happened to go into my local Walmart earlier on within the week and stuff and decided to just check the game section, and then I saw it. So I bought it, and I've been fooling around with it quite a bit, and I am thoroughly enjoying this game. I mean, this remaster, they literally went above and beyond in order to, and by them, I'm referring to, like, uh, the studio in question, Retro Studios, I feel. Like, Retro Studios and some other, like, uh, some other, like, cohorts and stuff, like, going through and, like, recreating this game. But uh, they did a fantastic job in not only preserving the original feel of Metroid Prime, but they improved upon a bunch of different aspects of it. The most notably is the controls. The controls are silky smooth with this game. I mean, gone is the tank-like controls from the original games, which you had to hold down the R button in order to try to grab, like, in order for Samus to grab her, like, her hand cannon and stuff, and then you having to move with the analog stick while holding the R, the R button and stuff in order to try to shoot and all this other stuff. Granted, granted, you know, back in the day and stuff, before, like, even twin stick shooter stuff on main platforms and stuff was not, like, stand... It was not, like, a regular thing. I mean, Halo Combat Evolved did a lot of that stuff in 2001, and it didn't really follow suit with every other game until like around close to 2005. <laughs> but uh, in this regards, you know, it's like the dual analog feel of Metroid Prime Remastered. It feels great. I mean, I don't feel like I'm struggling with the controls in order to just, just to try to kill specific enemies or just put up with the controls and stuff. It feels like, it feels like I have a lot more, options in order to mix up when I'm going through dispatching of enemies like I could go forth and like uh like aim in the sky and stuff and just shoot like a space pirate out of the sky and stuff like that with their jetpacks and all this other crap while going through taking out like like uh, space pirates like on the ground just trying to lunge me or trying to stealth attack me and stuff like that but uh, I I mean yeah man it's like the control aspect of the game is fantastic you do have the options to switch between a couple different types of controls. You could do the original tank controls, which, honestly, if you're going to try to play this game on hard mode, I mean, yeah, you could definitely put on the original settings. But there's also the almost like the Wii option to where you can play this game like with uh, both of your Joy-Cons with uh, motion control stuff. I mean, I like that. Metroid Prime Trilogy, when I was on the Wii and stuff, the motion control stuff was fine. It wasn't like, say terrible it wasn't like very much of a hindrance and all that other that other aspects and stuff i just preferably did not play a lot of it with the motion control stuff but uh as far as other portions of the game go the graphics and stuff they look a hell of a lot better obviously since remastering from an old gamecube classic things were put into better scope and scale i mean the the whole terrain stuff looks a hell of a lot different just a lot more fleshed out but in in terms of like other aspects of the game they did leave a lot of the original stuff intact which is the backtracking and stuff the not just the backtracking but to try to figure out where you have to go next and what type of weapon or upgrade that you needed in order to get to a, the other like a different area and stuff that's all present and accounted for now, I've played this game for around five hours, give or take. So a little over five hours. So that's a significant chunk inside of this game's all initial story of line and stuff. 
So at this moment in time, I have upgraded to the the various suit. I have played against a couple different bosses. Obviously, the Parasite Queen's the first one. We initially go into it, and then like you have this plant creature by the name of Flagra, who's like this toxic-based plant creature or something that gets its power from sunlight, like solar panels. So I liked that battle in particular because because of how especially like with how the controls have been reworked and stuff, that boss battle definitely feels a lot more manageable to me in a lot of different ways because I'm not struggling to get into more fall mode and stuff and try to get and just bomb the initial stations in order to try to do some bit of damage in this monster. But uh, yeah, that boss was fine. Going to like the Bandera drifts and stuff and facing off against these the the she goth and the little baby she goth like creatures inside of there while trying to not only get certain weapons and stuff from there but also infiltrating one of them their main like space pirate bases inside of that area and then like getting the uh the thermal visor and stuff i mean i totally forgot how atmospheric getting that thermal visor that whole adventure inside of that space state inside of that that station and then getting out of there was now here's here's the good here's a good like concept scenario right here you enter in you face off against a couple space pirates it's like you get to scan a whole bunch of things you get to learn a whole bunch of different backstory about the metroids and how they're experimenting on them and doing all this and doing all this that but uh when you finally face off against a load of space pirates and you get to that thermal visor itself once you pick it up everything just goes dark and you have to use that visor to get out. And it is definitely feels a lot more atmospheric with that because they not only make it seem like they not only have it to where it feels like a, uh, like a night vision sort of thing and stuff, but they actually made it kind of fuzzy, kind of tinty, like how you have it like for actual night vision. <laughs> so it feels a little bit more realistic in that aspect of it. But, uh, Oh my gosh, though trying to find artifacts, trying to discover things. And the game feels, I don't know whether it's just me maturing or something like that, or just me being a dumb teenager back then and stuff, but there are aspects of this game where I feel like are much more easier for me to understand now because I've gone through similar aspects of it. But one thing I could say for its detriment, I really wish they would have had like, say a checkpoint, not, not like a checkpoint, but like a warp point thing where you can transfer like instantly yes. towards one play to another because that would have made some bit of the backslog stuff yeah like easier to to not only just to manage but it would just have been a lot more easier to swallow in regards to having to backtrack stuff i mean i look at other types of games and stuff that are similar to the metroid style right here like some of the cast some of the castlevania games to where they have those warp points so we can go to different sections and do this and do that after you meet certain conditions with Metroid prime remastered, it retains its classical sense to where you don't do that. You basically do like you do like in other Metroid games, which is you have the spot on the map. You got to figure out how to get to that spot, but you have to backtrack all the way back around or something like that to get to the previous area because there are subtle changes in the environment or something like that. That happens that you have to somehow find a new way to get passing around. Granted, I could see how that could turn off some gamers, but at the at the same point, it definitely puts more of an emphasis on challenge in regards to try to figure out what you need to do next. So with that being said, though, I mean, 
Metro Prime Remastered, I definitely would recommend recommend people to go and give that a shot if they've never played it before. It definitely is a harder shooter than what some may be used maybe used to. But on top of that, though, no, whether you get it physically or digitally and stuff, I definitely would def I would definitely give this game a go. It's only forty bucks. It's not that bad. It's not a full on sixty or seventy dollar release, and it's probably better than a lot of the sixty seventy dollar releases that you're probably gonna play this year. <laughs> but it's uh, fair. With with the other stuff that I played this week, I've played a couple demos. One of which was the Theater Rhythm Barline one, which I've have been playing off and on now for the past couple of weeks. I've tried it on the PlayStation 5. I've also tried it on the Switch. I kind of prefer the Switch version of it, only because I can play it in handheld mode and just kind of screw around with that while I'm in bed and just having that type of that leeway and stuff, kind of like how I used to play its previous entries and stuff on the 3DS and stuff and do it that way. But it's really fun. I mean, it definitely retains... It definitely feels like uh, Curtain Call. I mean, in the best ways possible, because it has the musical tracks and everything else like that. I think I put in like at least three or f three to five hours in between both versions and stuff in order to play that stuff. And it really makes me want to buy this because it's definitely that fun. But another one I did try a little bit of, but I know you've played a little bit of as well as that uh, Wulong demo. I have no idea what you're talking about, Gills. <laughs> fucking stalker but but here's the thing though i played a little bit of that game it definitely has that dark souls feel to it mm. where you if you die you lose a portion of your health i mean you lose a portion of your experience you got to go back to a specific point in order to do this and do that what's interesting about it is once you also get to like the save point that's on the demo you can actually reset like enemies respawning so you can actually kill the same enemies over and over again in isn't order that, to collect some isn't that like bit a of stuff. Isn't that the same thing happens like the bonfires though in Souls games? Yes. Okay. Yes, All absolutely. Right. That's the thing that happens in like a lot of the Souls games where you go to a bonfire, it respawns every enemy that you killed, and that's how some bit of grinding can occur to where I immediately knew right then and there and stuff like, oh, well, if I just grind this and stuff, I'm going to be able to level up portions of my character and do this and do that. But uh, I was initially trying to do it because I faced off against this tiger, right? That was like a level 16 in terms of it's like a spirit and shit. And I'm like, well, if it's going to be level 16, why don't I try to get a level 16 or something like that and just do this shit? I think the action stuff is pretty fun. I mean, it definitely seems like it's going to be one of those harder type of action games. But then again, this is from the same people that put out Neo. So I definitely would expect something like that. But other than that, though, it's it's all right and stuff. It's not like, say, immediate so far. I mean, I haven't really gotten too much far into it other than, like, that first initial section. But I heard the the boss that you get to face off against is a definite pain in the ass. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, um, like I said, I've been playing it. Um, I, I've gotten to that boss fight. I got, like, really close to beating him the first time. I fought him, uh, and then it took me like 15 more tries. I gave, I finally beat the boss. Nice. But then there's a phase two, <laughs> <laughs> and I went in with like a sliver of health, and I, I got a few shots on him. I got pretty, I got decent in there, and then, uh, yeah, he kicked my ass. And then I fought him like five more times, and I didn't even get to the second one. So uh, I want, I want to keep playing it. I, I'm actually, I'm really liking this game. 
like I like the Souls games. Like I understand why people love them so much. Like and I just want to love them too. Um, I just get I don't have the 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 running into a wall mentality. I just don't have the patience for. It. And I, if you have it, good for you. I wish I did. Um, you know, definitely like uh, yeah, like the the tiger though. Like cheap trick for him. You jump on the roof. You do the the jump off the roof, do the down Y spike, like link down B thing from Smash. Takes out like most of his health right there. A couple more slashes, boom, he's done. Recommend that. Quick way to level up. Um, I, I I definitely I want to kind of keep going and playing because it's coming. I mean, it's coming to Game Pass on Friday, uh, so I'm, I'm at least I'll at least want to yeah. check it out. But I'm I'm really enjoying it. Uh, and if you beat the first boss, like you get some gear and stuff. Um, when that move over to the the main game when it comes when it comes out. So yeah, I want I want to play more of it. Uh, I, I kind of I skipped a bunch of cutscenes though, and like I really didn't put any time into like the custom c- character stuff because it's like nothing carry like the save doesn't carry over, so I'm like I'm not gonna waste my time on that shit. I figure I'll just see it again in a week, but I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm enjoying it. I actually, like I said, I like that style of gameplay. I like playing those type of games. It's just you know I don't. Yeah. I, I'm gonna play it. I'm, I'm sure I'll you know I think I'll get play a decent chunk of it, but I, I imagine it's one of those games where. There's gonna be a point where I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna hit a wall. I'm gonna get very mad, and I'm either gonna break my television or I'm gonna move on. So um, it's a matter of when that time finally comes for me. Uh, but yeah, I like that. I like the game a lot. And I'm, I'm, like I said, it's coming to Game Pass, best deal in gaming. So give it a shot. The other game though, Gables, that I have been playing, uh, Atomic Heart, also on Game Pass. So we yeah. Gables, we 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 predicted what our thought what we thought our top ten games of the year were. For 2023, we're going to be at the end of the year. Uh, I had a ton of cart yeah. on that list um, as a prediction for mine. Gables, I'm going to talk to you right now. It will not be on that list. I do not like this game um, <laughs> at all. Uh, it's definitely, I think it's like a 74 on Open Critic. So it's like, it's one of those games where it's like, mm-hmm. people like it or they just, like, it's it's one of those things where it's like, either you like the game or you really just don't like this game. And I lead towards a perspective of like, I really don't like this game. Um, I like the idea of this game of like, I'm a, I'm a sucker for like mm-hmm. uh, that Eastern European style. Um, they always look beautiful, but they're kind of janky, but I still like, you know, uh, and then especially in this like alternate reality of like the USSR is actually still like ultra powerful. Like they, uh, they evolve science crazy amount. And like now they have robots with AI and all this shit. Like, um, but the storyline, the story is God awful. The main character, the voice actor fucking sucks um it, it's it, it like they try it's like they try to make a wolfenstein like bj blaskowitz where like he's not a good person he's an asshole um but like the 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 dialogue and like the voice acting itself like it's so like it's so good and like it's charming in a way where like you love the character even though he's like kind of a douchebag but you still love the guy um and they try to hit that and they just they didn't have the voice actor. They didn't have the they didn't have the writing there to make it work. Um, Oof. But like I like I said, I'm still intrigued by the world and all that. Like what like what's like what is different here? Like that kind of aspect of it. Um, and the gameplay, it's like everybody's like, oh, it's, it's Bioshock. I'm like, okay, fuck yeah, like, I'm, I'm cool for like a Bioshock USSR. I'm I'm down for that. Um, and like the gameplay, it's like it's not outstanding, but I didn't expect it would be like top notch. Like I'm not expecting like very well done tight call of duty style shooting or power-ups, but like it, it's not great. I heard it gets better later, but it's like, 
how much I I'm, I put like five and a half hours into this. Like, how much more fucking time to put in this thing for like it gets really good? Um, I and I took like I heard it's like fifteen hour game. Like, I'm like it's like hour twelve. It finally gets really good. Hour ten, like, I, but I don't know. Like, I just got to the point. Like, I beat the first like main area, like underground area, and like did a little bit of like like once you get out of the underground area. Like the power right. up stuff is fine. Like the, the 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 weapons you get are fine. You get like I got like unlock like the electric. Like I got like I can use like electricity. You have like a glove that has like what you can like. Uh, you have like um, you can use like uh, ice to like freeze enemies or electricity to stun them or uh, you can use like connect abilities to, like grab items and like, shoot it at people. Um, and you have like uh, you have like elect- electric gun that also like does damage but also stuns them as well. You know, shotgun, pistol, stuff like that. You have an axe that you can use as your melee weapon. Um, and like the gameplay is fine, but like, it's like it's kind of like a frustrating part where like, it's kind of like a closer closer protocol in a way where like, closer protocol like the gameplay is fine where like you're fighting one or two guys at a time, but like when you're fighting like swarms of enemies, like it's not the gameplay is not like the action is not good enough to like fight a horde of enemies. Like you're, I feel like right. You're fighting the controls of this game more so than you're fighting like the enemy. You're fighting them on top of like, it's not f- snappy enough. You're not like powerful enough. Uh, you're like this. Nothing is good enough to like be to make this fun. And then on top of that, like the save states in this game are pretty ass too. Where like you die and like it just rewinds you 20 fucking minutes. And it's like it's not so much like oh, no. it's not so much like oh, I have to go through these ways of minis again. It's like, because the game is all about like you know, um, getting your inventory and like getting like, upgrading your abilities. So like you're doing a lot of time scavenging, and that's the part I hate when these type of games is like redoing the scavenging part. Like if I die, like fighting like a swarm of enemies, typically that's fine. It's whatever. I'll I can redo that part over and over again and get eventually I'll, I'll get through it unless it's like a Souls game or whatever. Like it's crazy hard, but like a shooter game, whatever is like. But it's like it's frustrating when it's like. I have to like redo this entire fucking area and go room to room, fucking uh, go through all the go through all the fucking shelves. And it's it's fast enough, but it's like it's just a pain in the ass. Like I hate doing all that again. And then you go you like you do like ten minutes of that, then get to the fight where you die initially, do the fight, die again, do that over again. I did it like this one part where like I died like three or four times, and it was like it wasn't like bullshit dying. It was just like. I just got overwhelmed. I died. It's whatever. But if I like, I snapped right back to that point. Well, whatever. Okay. I kept going. But it's like, I don't want to fucking go through this bullshit of like, uh, getting all the fucking items again, getting all this inventory again, all this loot again to like do that. Like, I don't know. And the gameplay, like I'm not having enough fun to like offset that. Cause like, yeah, there's games where like this shit happens, but the game is good enough. It's fun enough that you can overcome these things. But this game it's just not bad. Like, there's a reason this game is a 74. And it's like I said, some people, like, people are going to play this game and they're going to really enjoy it. And then people like me, they're like, like I said, I five and a half hours into it. And it's like, there's stuff I like about it, but the game is gorgeous. I'm playing on a Series S and that game is fucking gorgeous. Um, I, mm-hmm. like, I like the world design. I like the idea of what this world is. Like, I like, I'm like, I'm a sucker for alternate history bullshit. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I was definitely felt like I was fighting through this game, um, 
I was like, man, okay, I keep hearing it's going to get better later. Uh, and I just like, I'm not. And then I was kind of like reading more and more about the shit later on. I'm like, no, nah, it's okay. Like, I just, yeah, uh, I don't want to spoil that shit. But I was kind of reading about like what happens in the future as far as like why does this game get better? Or like what's, what changes later on in the game? And I'm like, oh, okay. Actually, that doesn't sound very good. So uh, I was like, I'm just going to cut ties now. Save me the time and move on. Because like Wolong is coming out soon. Maybe I'll get into that one. If not, like, uh, I'm watching The Office. I can watch The Office instead. Uh, or any do anything else rather mm. than this. So, yeah. That's what I'm playing this week, Gables. All right. But let's get out Alrighty. of here. We've gone uh, two fucking hours. So it's time to, it's time to get out of here. Uh, by the ah. way, I think this is the longest podcast we've done in years. So um, let's get on out of here. Thank you guys so much for uh, watching, listening. Uh, like I said, look in the description down below. Uh, find us everywhere, YouTube, socials, uh, our podcast services you listen to us on or listen on. We are there. Like, follow, subscribe, five-star reviews. Um, anything you do, shares, can help us out. We really, really appreciate it. But I was just, I was Tyler. I've been Colonel Gables. Until next time, everyone, game on. And thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk hey, Dash Nerds Podcast. Too sweet? Yep. Bye, guys. Too sweet, man. See ya. <laughs>